Hello, my friends. It's time for another episode of The Best Show. That's right. It's Tuesday night, and you're listening to this in the confines of your home or car or where else would you be? Your your workplace, right? Some of you working, if you're listening live, you might be working at your toll booth or the tractor trailer you drive or the warehouse that you sweep up. You're listening to this while sweeping up the warehouse. Or maybe you're washing out that Starbucks bathroom right now. You're on the late shift there. Generally, they close at like 10. Show starts now. Your manager's giving you the look to start, uh, take that final hosing of the Starbucks bathroom. But look, or maybe you're in a, a mansion listening to it somewhere. Maybe you're fancy. I don't know. That's the beauty of the best show. It's for everybody, high and low, young and old. It's a big tent. Everybody's allowed in the tent. Come on in. The only thing you can't be is a hate monger. We don't want any hate mongers in the tent. So if, if you look around, you see a hate monger next to you. Alert me. We'll bounce him. Get him out of the tent. So we have an exciting show. I am not in uh, New Jersey. I am. My, my exciting world tour continues. That's right. The best show we did live shows last week in. Uh, in uh, 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 the West Coast, but that's not where I am now. I'm uh, north of the border now. I'm in Toronto. I'm doing this from Toronto, and we're going to have an exciting show for you. Uh, we have uh, Damien from Effed Up is going to be here. We're going to talk for a while, and then I think I'm going to probably end up splitting this into uh, not like we did last week, where the show will turn into me taking calls uh, uh, with uh, whoever of the the usual cast of misfits is around with the 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 jersey crew right just picture them all walking side by side reservoir dog style down the street and now you know what reservoir dogs 4 would be like the direct to video one with ap mike and dudio as a part of the gang in their black suits Walking through the streets of Bayonne, side by side. Reservoir Dogs 4. Return to the Reservoir. That's what it would be called, something like that. So we're going to have a a fun show tonight. Going to get the energy up. I'm drinking a Canadian Slurpee right now. Feeling that coursing through my veins. Smartest idea this time of night? Probably not. What are you going to do? Whoever said I was smart, no one ever did. That's why I'm compelled to do this show. The thing inside me driving me to prove to all of you I've got some value. Yeah, I'm here. Look at me. Right, Ma? Top of the world. Wait, he's, after he said that, he got shot. He said top of the world, Ma. He got like machine gunned. You know from that Jimmy Cagney movie I never saw and never will see that I'm only piecing together fourth hand and but acting like an expert on that one. Yeah. 
My friends, tonight's show is brought to you by Squarespace, and Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. You try Squarespace over at squarespace.com and enter offer code BESTSHOW at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And now the theme will be inserted here on the count of five, four, three, two, one. Right? The best show. We're back. The theme was put right in there just like I told them to. They do what I say. That's the best part of this thing. They do what I say. Why? I don't know. But I know I'm, I'm, I'm cruising for a rebellion at some point. I know that crew dudio. This is the worst thing I ever did was leave because uh, I go on these, uh, there's a live tour thing with, uh, with uh, John Worcester, the Sharpling and Worcester shows touring the West Coast. Not not the worst thing because of the uh, the the shows. No, that was the best thing to do for that because the shows were so much fun and and uh, we had a lot of great people came out and saw it and a lot of fun surprises on stage and all sorts of just general hilarity took place. No, it was the worst thing because when the cat's away. The mouse will play, and in this case, I'm talking about mice, and these two mice, Dudio and AP Mike. I hope they're just mice, because I'm getting a feeling these two are more the the cousin of the mice. 
You know who I'm talking about. Not gonna say it. But it was on the windowsill of the departed, the final scene. In case anybody missed the symbolism on that. Yeah, Martin Scorsese might have hit that one a little too hard, admittedly. What if we got a rat on the windowsill at the end? In case anybody missed the three and a half hour movie about rats in the, were they in the army? No, they were in the police force. The Boston police force. The rats were out. So we put a rat on the windowsill at the end, probably playing over Gimme Shelter, which apparently he purchased a 20 movie deal on that one song. <laughs> what did he do with that? He paid the Rolling Stones $8 million to use it in perpetuity. It's like he got like one of those like weird things that you like take advantage of where you get like a lifetime pass to a thing and he's still using it. Like they, they must have been like, sure, you can use Gimme Shelter in your movie in the rest of whatever movies make sense for you to use it. For the rest of your career, use Gimme Shelter. Meanwhile, this and this guy's just like, yeah, well, watch this. I'm fitting it in every movie. He put it in Hugo. I think there's a scene where the robot was spinning around. It took place at the turn of the century. Got the rocket ship crashing into the moon. The the that first movie. He still got Gimme Shelter playing <laughs> as that happened. Come on, Scorsese, shake it up. Somebody get him a different Rolling Stones album. Can somebody buy him another album other than, what is that, Let It Bleed? Nobody can go into petty cash over whatever his production company is and go get him a copy of, like, Sticky Fingers or something? Check some new songs out? What if the only record Martin Scorsese owns is this 145 of Gimme Shelter? But then again, this is a guy who put the, the, that other movie. Was it, no, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, Departed, right? Where it's like, had that song, the, that's when you know it's Boston, when the Dropkick Murphys show up. <laughs> when the Dropkick Murphys are there, Boston is there. That Celtic sound, right? It's like when the sons of those guys, it's like when sons of anarchy went to Ireland to try to rescue the one dude's baby. And then like they changed the theme to like this Celtic version of that sons of anarchy song. Oh boy, that was some bad TV, man. But thankfully his new show starts soon. Kurt Sutter is back with the bastard executioner. It'll be exciting to hear how he fits. Katie Seagal singing into a show that took place 600 years ago. What, she going to be singing Green Sleeves on that thing? <laughs> that show? She's going to fit that in? Oh. All right. Enough of that. What uh, I want to say. So, yeah, I'm just hoping the Dudio and Mike aren't scheming. Because I got a feeling I come back, these two guys will be thick as thieves when I get back. And they'll just, they'll start to squeeze me out of my own show. Squeeze me out. Man, if that happens. You know what I'll say? Fair enough. It's your nightmare now. Then I'll come back, I'll buy it back from them. Pennies on the dollar. Right? Pennies on the dollar. I'll slide back in. Oh, you guys ready to sell now? Please help us. This is so hard. I don't know what we were thinking. 
We're sorry. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? It's backbreaking, right? The mantle of this thing. You think I want to be up in Toronto doing this thing at 11 o'clock at night? No. I want to be asleep. You know what? This is the mission. You follow the mission. And this is what I'm uh, committed to do the day I keel over. I'll keel over doing a podcast. Oh, won't that be a, a maybe then I'll make it a, get reviewed on Podmass. Maybe that's what it'll take. Oh, this week we review the best show, uh, Tom Sharpling Dies on this week's episode. So, uh, we will give that a write up. I don't want it. This is not me trying to beg to be in the pod mass. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. You put me in there, I'll sue you. I'll sue you guys for $8 million if you put me in there. If you want to test that and we'll see how it goes in court, then write about it. If not, then that's how that goes. As Robert Blake said, that's the name of that tune. Remember that great guy, Robert Blake? He was such a... Cool dude. He's free too, by the way. Every in case you in case you forgot, never went to jail for the, all that stuff. Um, my friends, I told you about uh, I told you about the Squarespace before, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it now because I mean it. You know, when it comes to this technology stuff, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know my bleep from my elbow. I try to do this stuff. I end up trying to build a website, get the, co- I don't know, coding. I'm trying to get it going and it's not working. And then, and then I'm begging someone to help me fix it. Next thing you know, then it's like they're helping and they're mad at me and I'm sad and mad and it's, it's just not good. I end up paying so much more to get it done. Yeah. I don't know coding, but you know what I do know? I know that Squarespace is the place you go. When you want it done right, because they're set up, man. I'm telling you, it's as clean and easy as can be. You go there, whether you're whether you're trying to do a thing for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, they make the website look nice and they make it look beautiful without you breaking a sweat. Simple, powerful, and beautiful website design that looks professional, regardless of skill level. No coding required. Providing you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools. They've got state-of-the-art technology to power the site, ensuring your security and stability. And you can trust on them in Squarespace, because millions of people do. And some of the most respected brands in the world use Squarespace. You can't beat the ease and simplicity. What you do is uh, you want that 24-7 customer support. That's Squarespace you go to. $8 a month, that's Squarespace. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for? You start a trial with no credit card required. It's $8 a month. You start building your website. And when you decide to sign up, make sure you use the offer code BESHOW to get 10% off your own, uh, your first purchase and show your support for the best show. And we thank Squarespace for their support of the best show. Squarespace, build it. Beautiful. One more thing I want to tell you all about. 
You know how much I love my fantasy basketball team. Oh, I love it so much. I went to the finals two years in a row. Two years in a row I went to the finals. Never could close the deal. I'm telling you, that thing takes so much work. Uh, if I got a, if I go got a job at a store and worked the amount of time I put into that thing right now, I'd be uh, living in a, out of a helipad at my house. My own private helicopter, how much time I put into the fantasy sports because I do these leagues that take all year and it's not easy, but I'm telling you, man. DraftKings.com, they've got these one-week-only contests, one-week fantasy leagues, and the fantasy football season is coming up. Your season-long team is locked in and ready for action, but you don't have to wait, wait until week 16 for the action. You know, they ride it all the way out to January? No! You put your fantasy skills to the test starting this Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick off the season by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for in first for, for first place and $1 million for second. I don't know if I'd take it. If I came in second, it might not be worth picking up the check for me. Maybe I would. One-week fantasy sports means no season-long commitment. It's fantasy football on demand. You play where you want, when you want, and with the players you want. And you turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. You just pick your players, pile up the points, and then go pick up your cash. It's that simple. You've never experienced fantasy football like this. And it's not fantasy sports as usual. It's DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. So you hurry over to DraftKings.com. You use promo code BEST. To play for free for a shot at part of the $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter best for free entry right now over at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Offer code BEST. So that's right. I'm in Toronto. Why am I in Toronto? Simple. I got a, a J-O-B job to do. And I'm doing it. Right on the heels of, uh, of, uh, California. I'm right back here. I was, uh, might as well, if I get to see, if I see Terminal A at Newark Airport one more, uh, time. And it's, it's time to upgrade Terminal A, guys. Can we, can we, um, add something in there? Any Woo! kind, any kind of store? Woo! No? Not a Terminal, you're a Terminal A fan. Just there yesterday too, so. Of Terminal A at Newark Airport. Yeah. That's where we flew out, Air Canada. You like Terminal A. You're a big Terminal A fan. No, no, I'm saying add stuff. Oh, add stuff. Oh, okay. Add stuff. pretty good, though. But that's before you go through security. You don't want through security now. Tortas and stuff? You might be at a different gate than me. <laughs> I'm from at the United Gate. I was at the United okay. They got nothing. The thing, what am I going to get a... Another one of those weird Snickers almond can, almond Snickers that they only sell at airports. Yeah, so I'm up here doing work. A little tired, but whatever. We do what we got to do. Be back in the swing of things. We got some exciting best shows coming up for you, and in the in the future. You know what else I got coming up in the future? That's right. Live shows. Sharpling and Worcester just finished the tour. Toured. We did the Seattle, then Portland, then San Francisco, then Los Angeles. And now people are saying, will my city be next? Will Sharpling and Worcester show up 
at my city next. Well, I'm going to name the next three cities. These are the final shows of 2015. I hope you're listening closely if your city comes up. It's like when they, they say where the Olympics is going, except your city doesn't lose money when this happens. City number one on the list, Toronto, right where I am right now. That's right. Saturday, November 28th at the Mod Club, Sharpling and Worcester Live. What about Boston? Thank you. I like that. I like this, having a studio audience. Maybe I'll start doing that. My friends, we will be playing Sunday, November 29th, Cambridge, Massachusetts at the Sinclair that's two of the three cities. The final city announced for 2015 is, that's right, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Sunday, December 13th at Union Transfer, Sharpling and Worcester Live. Tickets go on sale Friday, September 11th at 10 a.m. You can go over to stereolaughs.com slash tour. Stereolaughs, L-A-F-F-S dot com slash tour for your tickets. And I'm telling you, we're A, we're going to have special guests at these shows. B, they're going to be super fun. C, we don't get to do many of these things. So when we're coming to your city, you better see it because who knows when we're coming back, if we're ever coming back. And that's not a slight on your city. It's a, it's, it's the reality of us doing this thing. And D, the shows sell out. So don't miss it. This Friday, tickets go on sale for Toronto, Boston, and Philadelphia, closing out 2015, Sharpling and Worcester style. So you go do that Thursday, Thursday, Friday, September 11th, 10 a.m., Stereolaughs.com slash tour. I'm excited to say we have in studio. In studio? We're not in the studio. We are in parts unknown. That's always when you knew a wrestler was going to win, when it's like... When one guy would be like, they'd be like, from Queens, New York, it's, uh, we are from Queens, it's this one guy, right? And he just comes out and looks like a guy who would work at like a Jiffy Lube. And then the lights would dim. And then music would play. And then the other guys from Parts Unknown. Did the Parts Unknown guy ever lose to a guy from like Brooklyn? Um, I don't know, I think the Brooklyn Brawler had a little I don't know if he ever faced anyone. Like, I don't think he ever lost the Ultimate Warrior, that's for sure. Well, you tell me. Come on in here, yeah. Damien. Thank you, Tom. This is awesome. It's Damien from Effed Up. And yeah. So is this good here? Is this going to cover both of be, us? I think it'll be good. And then we'll put it through uh, that program, and it'll bring up my volume, and it'll be right. fine. It'll be fine. That sounds good. Uh, Tom, thank you so much. This is like, I always wanted to be face-to-face with mm-hmm. you yeah. on the show. Never thought it would be in Zach's living room. Yes, and thank you, Zach, for letting us do this. No problem. Zach is the one who, Zach and I discovered the best show. Well, I think I, I discovered it first and brought it to you, but Zach and I were like, like the ones that were peeling it apart together, Zach. Right? Yeah, absolutely. How long ago was that? Gosh, when was that? 2002? Yeah. 2001? Two? Yeah. Wow, that's... It, that's Ken, early. Ken Stevenson, who got it from Colin Gettys. Mm-hmm. So here's like, it's like the germs burn. 
Here's mm-hmm. how it was passed down. Here's the lineage of us. Down the line. Yeah, down the line. All through Toronto record stores and video stores. Yeah, exactly. The show <laughs> passed. Well, I think it was just like, yeah, it's right. Well, we've talked about this uh, a lot of places now. You, uh, noisy and, 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 of course, in the essay I wrote. But, uh, yeah, like I think it was just like, you know, people in bands calling books TIFF, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's a... Um, involved doing the Midnight Madness for years now. Um, so it was just kind of like, you know, people like, yeah, like people in bands, people mm-hmm. in video stores, people in record stores, like you said. Yeah. Sharing it. That's awesome. And you, sir. I've got my supplementer here. What? Fired up. Well, tell me more about what that, <laughs> I thought for a minute, yeah. I thought you were going to make us some really good coffee at first. I was like, wow. A little late for coffee, but I guess well, uh, Damien loves his fancy coffee. It's my coffee. <laughs> so my coffee. you were setting up this thing that has yep. it has a main chamber to it. Yes, and a so a side little thing there that looks like a like you would do like your like you draw your little thing in the foam on the top of it with <laughs> yeah. it maybe or something. Yeah, like it looks like a. It's like a, a a heating iron into a funnel mm-hmm. that goes into a down chamber, which goes into a larger plastic chamber, which has a uh, a piece of uh, <laughs> PVC hosing coming mm-hmm. off. That's yeah, uh, surgical tubing, I should say. And uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's got a coaxial cable too, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. a rock instrument. Um, but it's for uh, ingestion of medical cannabis. I've got a medical card here in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm getting this stuff through the government, and you know it's legit. Yeah, well, that thing is. <laughs> I don't know. That thing's legit. It's called the sublimator. Yeah, it's the. It was invented by some guy uh, in Quebec named Enrico, and he is like he was a chef, and he just stumbled on this new way. And it's kind of like be you know they say it's beyond vaporization, but. It's like the best tasting way I've found to consume cannabis. It tastes mm-hmm. like it smells. Okay. And so, it's stronger than a normal vaporizer. Mm-hmm. So you're, so it's not enough to just vaporize it. You need to sublimate it. Yeah. Cause I, I like if you, if you smoke or ingest a lot of cannabis, mm-hmm. vaporizing just doesn't normally cut it. I find. Okay. And, and for, with a lot of people. And so, you know, I want something that's kind of like, Oh, you know, a bit of a heavier kind of like ingestion way. I don't want to sit there having to suck on a vaporizer for long periods of time. So this mm-hmm. is like a, you know, yeah, like Zach is, is was like kind of warning you off this, uh, you know, in any way of going near it because he said it was <laughs> would knock you out. And mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, for me, for some people, it would knock them out. For me, it's perfect, but. The sublimator. The sublimator. <laughs> Future sponsor may of the best show. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Jeepers. Let's, let's see if Enrico can, can, uh, can drum up the, the, the money, oh, right? That's the thing. I, I like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I think that is my goal is to one day get, you know, just cannabis sponsors for mm-hmm. the things that I do. So, sure. you know, it's like if you can find, the things that you love, like Squarespace, mm-hmm. is a, is a, what I use too. Mm-hmm. They've never they've never sponsored the show, but that's yeah. what my, that's what I use. You know, because yeah. obviously the best show thing. Yeah. So so when you you when you say your show, my 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 radio show. Yes, I don't want to talk too much. No, I don't want to put it over. No, talk about it. You're here to talk. Okay. Well, it's called yeah. It's called Turn It a Punk. You were on it. It mm-hmm. was uh, 
it's been a lot of fun. I've had a, like a really awesome kind of year doing it so far. And I think having you on was one of the highlights. And I think it was, you know, indicative of how cool punk is, you mm-hmm. know, and how many people's lives it touches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the fact that, you know, you were the one that kind of brought all the comedy stuff in, which is oh. something that I found, you know, fascinating to finally mm-hmm. see where, you know, it connects to comedy, you know. Well, the stuff runs parallel so much mm-hmm. where it's just like it's people making the thing. It's like people find their way to express themselves, and they express themselves. Have you seen that video? that I think Henry Owings posted it um, from Chunklet a while ago, but it's like RuPaul. Um, mm-hmm. I forget. What's RuPaul's uh, non-performing name? Like, um, but... Yeah, I'm, anyway, I'm blanking. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, but it's 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 you know him as a kid in in like uh, you know not performing in mm-hmm. drag, um, like in a new wave band, mm-hmm. and you know they're interviewing this new wave band as mm-hmm. their second show, and at one point they turn to the guitarist and they're interviewing the guitarist. They're like, "Are you nervous?" And he's like, "Yeah, a little bit." And he pulls out a cigarette and and like someone reaches in to light it, and it's mm-hmm. David Cross, and so it means that David Cross yeah. and RuPaul were hanging out at shows in like '82. In wow. Atlanta, or I think it's Athens. Sure, sure, yeah. But it's like, I think that's just a point of you're looking, like, especially th- th- now everybody can find their own scene. Mm-hmm. And you can find your own little camp of people that mm-hmm. that that are just like you. And there's a lot of great stuff that comes from that. But there's mm-hmm. also, there is that, something gets lost, though when everybody finds their circle and doesn't go beyond their circle. Yeah. Because then, in the 80s, you have everybody who's just not... Everybody who's a weirdo is just... The weirdos are just going to one side of the street, and they might not even have that much in common outside of the fact that they're just not... Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. These, these straight people who are like, and they kind of, and then you get a lot of kind of cross pollination going on because people who aren't necessarily the same in terms of the sub subset of Mm -hmm. what they're doing. But they're the same in terms of the fact that they're not just like, they're not just like cranking, you know, Billy Joel yeah. records. Well, I think, I don't know, like you, on your, on the episode, and you, it's definitely one of the best parts of the best show is when you kind of bring it up and it comes up is where you kind of talk about how, well, not best parts mm-hmm. of the show, but one of my, one of my personal favorite parts sure. is when you guys, when you bring up the fact that you were kind of tormented for wearing you know, shirts at these punk shows uh-huh. that the punks didn't think were cool enough. Uh-huh. I don't think that would really happen today because I think the new kind of millennials, like mm-hmm. the generation that comes up below the generation of me yeah. in punk rock, I think is really open-minded to so many different types of music. It's like, you know, like my friend Sam, who, who like used to play drums in Trash Talk, play, like sings in this, like a bunch of different, uh, like sings in a hardcore band called Lock. 
plays in this Japanese style blazing metal band, but then mm-hmm. also DJs like house music. Sure. And like, you know, you can do that all at once. Whereas like it used to be, or I found it was definitely a thing where you would have to be like, okay, I'm leaving punk rock to go and become a techno DJ or whatever. Yeah, that may, I, I, I agree with that too, where it just, it used to be also, I know that, that, that I was just saying that like weirdos find weirdos and I do still, I think that's true. Yeah. But people, people were also very territorial about like you couldn't, I remember reading like cream magazines and it would be like, Fans of the Clash mm-hmm. arguing with fans of Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. like, but now that's just all like smeared to Together. where it's just rock music. Yeah. Like, oh, I like rock music. Like, what do you like? Well, I like the Clash. I like Led Zeppelin. I like all these. Things. Like, those were, those were definitely you couldn't, or at least as far as some people were concerned. I think kids, like when I even when I was a kid, I had Clash records and Led Zeppelin records, and I was surprised to see people. Drawing these lines between it, it's like no, I'm just listening to rock records. Yeah, like I, I definitely think like as I've always thought of the Clash as a rock band. Mm-hmm. Like I can see someone who listened to the Sex Pistols being like arguing like this is different because I think that was like a, a break, mm-hmm. you know, in in kind of the continuum. Whereas I think the Clash is like a rock band, and yeah, definitely. You know, like, it was stylistically different, and uh-huh. I think the clothing they were wearing were different, but it was, mm-hmm. you can hear, like, it's rooted in rock and roll. Yeah, but you can also even see that, like, that, that like, 50s feel that, mm-hmm. like, the Sex Pistols mm-hmm. have in their own strange way. It's funny that the, it's like, when people tell the stories, they seem to draw the lines harder between... Like when things started or whatever, but then when you hear people, when you read people talking about being a kid in like England in 1972 or 1973, and they were finding things they were interested in, and it's like, and things like Roxy Music had weird weirdness that helped get them to the next yeah place. It's not, it's not like it was just the feast or famine that it gets presented as sometimes. Yeah, like you hear Dr. Feelgood's first record. Yeah. And like, they're like, okay, that's the Steve Jones guitar kind of like. Exactly. The exact same, but like, you know. It's, it's exactly, but you see how that's going to get to the next place with that. But the way some people tell the story is that it's like, it was just yes and Emerson, Lake and Palmer and then punk came and it erased that stuff, which also isn't true at all because no. it's like that stuff was – I would bet that Yes made more money in 1977 and 1978 and 1979 than at any other point in their career. Oh, yeah. Like it's like not, like Nirvana in 90, you know, two or 91, whatever. Yeah. It's like Garth Brooks probably sold more records that year. Like there's like, yeah, you know, just, never mind was Watershed. But. Yeah, but it's not – it's like the story gets like they were scared of us. It's like I don't even know how scared the people ten because they were only like ten years older. Yeah. A lot of these like <laughs> yeah. like like if you're talking about just like the guys in Pink Floyd were somehow terrified by this punk thing. It's like they were ten years old, so they were in there. Yeah. They were like thirty three. When this stuff was happening, it's like, it's not like they didn't, it's not like they were 68 years old and had no idea what this new sound was. It's like they were still young guys themselves. 
And ten years earlier, they were the people who were scaring people. Yeah. I think people... I, it, that is, like, one of the things that punk does a lot is say that just, like, we scared everybody. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if everybody was as scared as you're saying it I, was. I didn't think it got scary until it got to America again. You know, like, obviously it starts in America, and it's it's kind of like, it's not, you know, like, if you look at the New York first wave of stuff, obviously the Dead Boys... Mm-hmm. Uh, are visually kind of where it would go. And I think the steel tips were probably terrifying to see Joe Coleman's band, the artist who used to like blow himself up. Sure. He, but, but like, you know, the, you know, the rest of the band, it's like talking heads, blondie. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not really a terrifying vibe, but when it comes back to America and becomes like hardcore in the West Coast and you have all these Orange County bands, yeah. I think it was scary for people because that's when the cops were trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, the riots with like 800 kids. Yeah, well, that's actually when the kids, when suddenly it's not just some thing in a club where it's, you know, it's easy to not get freaked out about 60 people going to see a thing. Yeah. But it's easy to get, when all of a sudden there's 1,100 kids yeah. going to, like you're putting on a show at a big venue and it's selling out right away. And then there's all these kids who look different. Yeah. And that's like, it's like, okay, well, something's going on here. And that is that Orange County thing. It's amazing to think that, like, California used to be, like, the reddest of red states. And that, like, because now it would, now nobody thinks, it's not even close. Like, when there was, like, during, like, during elections, it's just like, oh, well, California is going to go to, you know, Democrats. But back then it was like, it's like that Orange County Republicans were just the... And I guess that's the, the products of it were their kids, you know, mm-hmm. like, you, like, Fat Mike, you know, not to like put over the podcast again or anything, but like, but like when he was on the podcast was mm-hmm. talking about, uh, growing up and, and Jack Grisham from TSOL and like how scary he was and how, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, well he was a product of this like probably really weird fucked up suburban, oh sorry. That's all right. Sorry. Let it go. I'm sorry. It's your band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. My band effed up. Uh, you know, that's the thing about the band. show now. Look, I've been, this is where I'm at with the show now. If people curse, I'm okay with it. I am not cursing on the show. I, yes. I, I don't, I don't want people to go curse as much as they can. So I can't use my blue material. So keep, the, <laughs> uh, keep that for your show. Okay. <laughs> but, but if people slip up, I don't, I'm not on the radio anymore. No, I, I don't, know. but, because I've had people go like, Somebody cursed and you didn't yell at him like he yelled at the, the it's like yeah I was on the radio yeah, then what was I supposed to do I was responsible FCC. for the FCC license yeah. I one time actually when I when I was on Terry's show mm-hmm. uh, I was talking about pissed jeans mm-hmm. and she had to beat me because yeah. you can't say pissed yeah. and I'm like oh wow that's crazy yeah. I'm sorry because like because it's it's really dumb. That the, the line would sometimes come down to like figurative or something? yes, exactly to whether you can you can lose your a certain thing. It's fine, and yeah. you can say that, but you can't do that thing in your in your pants, for yeah. example. <laughs> that would be <laughs> it's <laughs> so. Oh, so you won't even say piss jeans? You'll say I'll piss. say piss jeans. Yeah, well, that's I, care. You can't I don't care. Oh, so that's a great band too. Yeah, what am I going to be? Actually, wrestlers in that band too. Pro wrestlers. Pro wrestlers in piss jeans. I didn't know that. Yeah, Chikara. 
Okay. Uh, I think early days of Chikara, I think Brad worked a couple of I, Maybe I shouldn't give away That's the fact that he was working there. <laughs> now I've exposed his maybe secret identity or something. What's that called in wrestling talk when you blow the lid off somebody? Kayfabe, breaking kayfabe. Yeah, kayfabe. Yep. What's that mean? Kayfabe is like, I guess it's like old carny speak mm-hmm. for, or maybe carny wrestler speak. Okay. For, uh, like the, the, the world that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so obviously wrestling exists on two worlds. There's a world that is presented to the public. Mm-hmm. And then there's the world that they have with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the fact that it's like predetermined matches, okay, and and the fact that there's there's some sort of collaboration between the f- people to get the physicality to look as real as possible. Sure, sure. Um, I feel like I'm getting a chance to finally talk about wrestling. You're doing <laughs> it. Really, I'm doing it on the best show. Now, what do you? For Chris yeah, and you're doing it for all your <laughs> your guys all beaten down by the big bully exactly. who does nothing but tease. Wrestling fan. Exactly. I, this is honestly what I think about wrestling. To me, it's like baseball in the fact that I like every part of it except for the wrestling part. <laughs> yes. I, th- I like watching wrestling interviews. I could watch all day long. Yes. I love any of that stuff. I think is the most, that to me is the entertaining part of wrestling. And then when I watch wrestling, it's just like, I feel a, and I, I hate when people say this about basketball because that's the thing I love when yeah. they're just like, just watch the last five minutes of a basketball game. That's all you got to see. And I'm like, well, that's not true. That's the that's such an insult. But then, like with wrestling, sometimes I'm like, man, eh, maybe you just watch the last five minutes of this thing, of this match, and then because that's when it's gonna stop with the one, two, break, one, two, break, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, but that's a part of the, the rhythm. I know that's the part of the thing. But I'm just, I like the. I like the characters yeah. and I like the, I like the, the, the stories of it. The world be, yeah, the yeah. behind the scenes stuff is yeah. crazy. But even behind the scenes or the things they're doing on, ca- even playing the yeah. characters when they're talking, what, what do you call those segments when they're just talking backstage or whatever? Promos? Yeah, like yeah. the promos I like. I just, the actual, Matches are to me the least interesting part of it. I, I definitely think when you you're right for some of that stuff, and mm-hmm. certainly a lot of the TV product that you see mm-hmm. in North America can be really boring sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that's going on in NXT right now is amazing, but also you got to see this guy Nakamura from Japan, okay? Because his he his biggest influences are Prince and Michael Jackson. <laughs> and the way he performs in the ring, uh-huh. it is like it is like Iggy. In, in, in really? Like, yeah, it's like Iggy in like 69 or something. It is uh, an incredible thing to behold. Um, I will watch Nakamura yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, that watch. sounds... So I think, he just... So like he just... Is he like changing the game? Yeah. Like that kind of thing? He's really like one of those people that is just... He's kind of like in Japan right now, the number two Japanese wrestler. Okay. But like... In North America, for fans of Japanese wrestling, I think he's probably number one. And mm-hmm. in Japan, he's kind of like, you know, it's like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones as far as like the cooler. Okay. Of, you know, you know, he's like the number two, but it's like the cooler of the number two. Sure. He's like the Tana- bad boy. Yeah. Tanahashi's the kind of the number one. Um, but he's just, mm-hmm. he's just unbelievable to see. He's really okay. a, a sight. Like the way he moves his, the way he moves in the ring, mm-hmm. you can watch him from the beginning to end. Because just like the way he kind of pulls you in mm-hmm. as a viewer is just 
incredible. Okay, I'm going to watch. You get you're hooking and me I now. And I will now watch a playoff basketball game. In no, you response. won't. I will. I one time went to a basketball game and chased John Cusack out at the Sky Dome, and that's like the last time I think I went to a basketball game. So you saw a Raptors game. Yep. My friend had season tickets really close, like just mm-hmm. off the floors. Sure. Um, he probably still does. I, I haven't spoke to that guy in years. I should hit him up. Um, and they, uh, and, and John Cusack was sitting on the floor, but we could yell and he could hear us. Uh huh. And, uh, he and I were going to the bathroom at the same time at one point. <laughs> and so I like turned to him as we're walking up the ramp. To mm-hmm. the, at the, this is when they were playing the Sky Dome before they moved the ACC. Sure. Um, and so we're walking up the ramp. And I go, hey, I, I saw the movie Girls Point Blank. It's pretty awesome. He's like, oh, thank you. And then as we're going the, to the bathroom, he cuts mm-hmm. in front of me and gets in line for McDonald's. And then I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, okay. And so I go to the bathroom, and I come out, and he's no longer in line for McDonald's. And then so I sit down again, and I see he's coming from the other side, which means he went to somewhere else to pee, pretending to get in line for McDonald's, and went somewhere else. And so I'm like a dumb kid. Mm-hmm. So that for me was like, let's it's on. And so we so just it's you. You just now... <laughs> Doubled down on what you were yelling at John Cusack. It's like just being jerks, you know. So would that be up there with your celebrity encounters? Is that that's probably that, my that's that's dumbest. That, that's a rough one because that's a rough one. You watched him actually because you know this Patty Smith one that happened to me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's like my favorite. Well, I think everyone who listens to the show. Because we've all been there, mm-hmm. and we've all had that moment. I think I don't know. That's that one. It's hard because that that one is 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 you know so good. And I've had some that are just like just people being really mean to me. Mm-hmm. But you just like hit the, <laughs> the things you I said. Hit the, <laughs> it, and it, but I did it in the space of like a like a like a like a a, a poem. Like it's a short like a zen. Yeah cone thing that's only three lines I managed to say to her in one sentence enough to like existentially blow the whole thing up. Oh, but John, I'm going to say that was pretty John Cusack saying to himself, this kid's freaking me out a little bit. You left. I'm going to pretend I'm going to buy McDonald's. Like, what's he eating at McDonald's, this guy? This guy's That's an true. actor. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'll get a, I'm going to get a, two Big Macs and a, a large fries, and uh, I'll get a shake, too. Like, he's, like, he's eating, like, 5,500 calories. He's like a movie star. He can't eat like that. And then he's like, and he sees you go into the bathroom. He's like, oh, that kid's gone. Okay. There's got to be another men's room around here somewhere. <laughs> yes, at the other side of the arena, sir. If that's where it's at, then that's where I'm going. And then you see him coming down. I feel comforted by that. But you were a kid then. You were not me now, an adult doing it. Has any? Have you had one any time as an adult? Have you had a bad one? Yeah, but... I like uh, I like I went to the only people I freak out for mm-hmm. are wrestlers. Like okay. the, like you know, obviously now meeting a musician. You know, I haven't met Patty Smith, so I, to be fair, like maybe she would be someone like with a real presence. But like, mm-hmm. I just kind of feel, you know, <laughs> this is going to sound really egotistical, but uh, like I feel like it's we're all part of that fraternity of you know performing artists, which you are now. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But it's you're a gigging music. You're a gigging artist. There's that thing where you know that at some point. No matter how big they are, they have to get on 
they have to walk out of the place they just played and get into something with wheels on yep. it that takes them to the next place where they're yep. going to play. And maybe they're on a bigger thing with wheels or they're going to a bigger place to play, but they're still moving from city to city to do their thing. So you, yeah, you, it is this, this thing that you're a part of that you guys have definitely, um, that your band effed up has definitely like, I mean, cause how long have you guys been like a hard touring band? Like, like where, where the schedules were just like, we're handing our life over to this. I'd say it's been uh, seven years now, eight mm-hmm. years of just like, we're working yeah, this. We're working this. Yeah. And so it's kind of like we're taking some time now because I've got another kid on the way. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be you know the first time we're gonna take a, a you know a break where we're gonna be like, let's yeah. take a break yeah. from this because it's been like yeah, touring. But it's been like seven or eight years, pretty much, where you guys would just do you do would just work the globe. Yeah, I guess for stuff. Well, that's the way it works now, right? Mm-hmm. Like you 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 don't have. You can be there's a, a classy musician which mm-hmm. didn't really exist, but because of the internet now exists, where you can play to your little pocket all over the world. Yeah, it's it's called lower middle class. <laughs> is what we call exactly. It. It's called you are now a member of the lower middle class. Working persons. Yes, rock. <laughs> you're just you are a part. Yeah, except unlike somebody working like a job like that, you don't get like a, a schedule. Nope mechanical pay raise every year you might get lower next year like that's the hard part of it is it just like oh by the way you're not popular uh like you were last year so you're gonna just get less money this year i sure hope you didn't get used to that money that you got last year because you're gonna get less of it this year but you you don't have that control over that no, I don't, and it's it's really believe me. It sounds like you were reading my uh, my my fortune there, <laughs> my, my my past, I should say. But you you work at a lot of different things. Yeah, too. you're not just you don't just have your whole your whole thing is not built around being in the band. You no. you have other interests and other things you kind of are pursuing. Yeah, I've, I've lucked out and just found like I, I was a VJ mm-hmm. for a minute on, on much, much music, yeah. which is the Canadian uh, equivalent of MTV. Yeah, and uh, it's now just called Much. Okay. And they don't play much music anymore. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and uh, and you were a, you were a VJ for what type of show? I was at a show called The Wedge, and okay. it was a show that I kind of grew up on. Like mm-hmm. it was a show that would have played probably the first time I would have seen Super Chunk mm-hmm. on there. Definitely the first time I saw bands like DBS, who are a punk band that got me into punk. Like mm-hmm. like all these bands were on there, and it was like this. Kind of like, I guess, what was the show that Candy hosted? 120 Minutes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, a, a you know, Sookian Lee was one host, and she was this awesome VJ that was in this band called Bob's Your Uncle before she became a VJ and performed with noise artists and, you know, would, like, you know, play weird stuff and mm-hmm. interesting kind of music. And then before that, it was Simon Evans. And who was the first one, Zach? Simon Evans and KC, KCC? So, yeah, yeah, uh, Kim Clark Champ. Yeah, Kim, Kim Clark Champ is maybe, yeah, was it? Anyway, they, they had like a couple of VJs. There's probably, you know, I know there's a lot of Canadian Best Show fans that are just like screaming at their yeah, they're iPods just like right now. Come on, come on, yeah. come on. How can you come on. remember yeah. this? You, you host 
Um, and then it, they, it went away and they revived it for me. And mm-hmm. then I guess I killed it again. <laughs> so you, 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 you brought a, you brought its permanent yeah. death. <laughs> yeah, I brought its permanent death. And it was, uh, you know, like they would, you know, put us on at 6.30 in the morning or mm-hmm. 2.30 and there'd be like no rhyme or reason to it. Like, hey, we, <laughs> we got a new time slot for you. And it's like, you can't put me in a regular time slot mm-hmm. at all. But it was fun. It was like, I had a really, I got to work with some really cool people on it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I got to meet, I got Chris Jericho, the wrestler yeah, yeah. on it. I got to, uh, do Fozzy, his band Fozzy. Yeah, Fozzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't, uh, we actually we did play Fozzy on that episode, uh-huh. to be honest. I, we let him pick the whole episode and I got okay. it. Probably my, musically not my favorite episode of the show, yeah. that's for sure. Or not your most representative episode. No, but I did bring Edge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Edge, the Canadian wrestler who, uh, te- teamed with Christian. Okay. Uh, and he was the rated R superstar. But when mm-hmm. he was on the show, uh, I, I knew he went to high school in Orangeville. Okay. And I knew he went to high school with his band Five Knuckle Chuckle. So when he was on, <laughs> when he comes, who were like this awesome Zach, you remember Five Knuckle, obviously. Uh, they were a, uh, a huge part of our, our fan, our music lives growing up. Yeah, adolescence. Like, probably never played to a show to more to, more than 150, 250 people. But, uh, they were incredible. And so I asked, uh, so I'm like, at the beginning of the show, I'm like, I've got a music video, cause I let him pick the whole show, and mm-hmm. it was cool. He picked, like, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and stuff like sure. that. Sure. You know, like that kind of music. But then I'm like, I've got a video for you in the middle of the show. And mm-hmm. so at the middle of the show, I'm like, I've got a band from your high school. He's like, I have no idea what band you're going to play. I'm like, a little band called Five Knuckle Chuckle. Mm-hmm. And he like goes, Oh my God. He goes, are you, are you kidding me? That's my favorite band. Like they, that was the band like that got me the first uh-huh. time I ever heard Nirvana mm-hmm. was because the drummer went to Music World and shoplifted the CD for me. And I'm like, well, so, I'm just statute of limitations yeah, yeah, on that. Out on that. So the drummer from Five Knuckle Chuckle boosted a copy of Nevermind for Chris Jericho or no, the Edge? No, Edge for not the Edge. Edge. <laughs> yeah, not the Edge. For Edge. When I tell people that he was on the show, they are like. Yeah. Whoa! It's also when I tell people that I like, I'm like, yeah, I was on a Conan's podcast. People mm-hmm. are like, Conan O'Brien. I'm like, yeah. no, Conan, the wrestler from WCW, yeah. of course. You're just like, wait, why do you not know about my alternate universe yeah, like- <laughs> where names, <laughs> where the same name <laughs> means something completely different for me? <laughs> yeah, when I say Edge, I don't mean the dude with the beanie and all the no. pedals. <laughs> I mean the guy with long flowing blonde <laughs> yeah. hair from Orange Hill, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a pro wrestler. So <laughs> Adam Copeland. <clears throat> He's now an actor in that um Haven. Okay. Yeah. Haven. What is Haven? It's like a sci fi show in America. Sci fi original series. Sci fi original okay. series. Um yeah, but it's written by Stephen King, I think. Okay. It's based on a Stephen King book. Now, did you like being on camera? Do you like you like that? Did you feel uh, yeah. you got hooked on that? I, I got hooked on it. Like I've been doing since then. Uh, after they canceled that, or even kind of while they were still doing it, I did this uh, food show called uh-huh. uh, Super Snack Brothers. Uh, that was fun. And then I did uh, a bunch of, and I'm still doing a bunch of cannabis documentaries. Mm-hmm. Cannabis documentaries called Canadian Cannabis for Vice. Sure, and that was uh, you're, you're you're going all over the place. Yeah, it's been like well, Colorado, obviously Vancouver for us is kind of the Colorado, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been it's been really interesting. Like for me, I didn't 
I, I'm now a medical cannabis user, but I did not grow up smoking cannabis. I smoked mm-hmm. it a little bit when I was 14. Yeah, because you – this is like a five-year thing for yes. you pretty yes. much. It was uh, – I think, yeah, five years ago this summer. Yeah. Um, you knew me in the before time. I knew you in the before time. And then we were at the Matador 21 <laughs> thing in, in, in Las Vegas. What a wild weekend. And then suddenly you're like, Sandy, Sandy, come back here like – <laughs> I mean, I'm not throwing her under the bus, no, am I? No, no sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. No, she did, okay. it's, it, she did an interview in High Times. I think that's okay. when you come oh, that's, out. Yes, you're out. A, <laughs> that's when you come out, yes. I remember you just screaming after her in a casino, and you're just like, ooh, he needs something. Yes. Yeah. I needed money for cannabis. That was a, yeah, that was a very upsetting weekend. It was, it was so much fun, but it, you realize at a point... You're not supposed to stay in a casino for four days straight. At some point, you're supposed to leave the casino yeah. and see what's going on outside the casino. Yeah, that was uh, that's one that you you come out of saying like, okay, I'm feeling. I feel the difference with with some some limitations and some boundaries here yes. from how I should. Put the boxes I can put myself in, and a casino is a box that you're not supposed to put yourself in for four days straight. What I'm going to say, if you put the staff of Matador in a casino for four days straight, it's a dark party. It's like it's, like a, it's going to go to some weird, yeah. sinister places. Yeah. But it's not like everybody's going to shows from early in the morning until super late at night also yeah. in the casino where they're not sleeping properly either and they're running themselves down in every possible way. yeah it was i've talked to a lot of people from that thing and everybody was like that was the most fun i hope that never happens again and i'm like i think that's exactly where i stand on it is what a great time that n- they should never try to repeat what was the, what was the thing with <laughs> Uh, Bell and Sebastian. Was that the one you guys hosted? Bell and Sebastian Day? No. No, John, next day. John and I hosted the final night and yeah. I had no voice because I screamed <laughs> Precision a version Auto. of Precision Auto with effed up. We should gotta put that out. We gotta find that and put that, that out. That would be awesome. I don't that know where sick. that is. And then you suplexed me. Well, no, you, you <laughs> lifted me. Yes. <laughs> just like nobody's business and you threw me over your shoulder and a fireman is that what that is? Is that a fireman? I guess it's like a fireman carrier. Thing, yeah. I think I put you actually in a torture rack. Okay. If I remember correctly. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to show that two can play at that game. And I lifted you about two inches off the ground. And then we both fell backwards into a drum set, which was, it was, and this is now just a couple hours into it. Like, it's like, that was the first night of this thing. And it's like, okay, this is not. I'm pacing myself incorrectly here. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun though. But the, uh, the Bell and Sebastian show, they went 60 minutes over. Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe it was, yes, yeah, 60 minutes over and it was $10,000 a minute or something oh. for overages. And, yeah. And so, because. Well, it's not a, like at a casino they're going to, I'm, I'm sure nobody's going to get bent out of shape or, yeah. or there's any sort of like under, under, uh, like there's any kind of like, 
sneaky move, <laughs> sneaky dealings going on at a performance at a, a a place in a casino in Vegas. I'm sure it just must have been like, like that's the kind of thing you could walked out into the desert. Yeah. For yeah. You know, for was, for oh, Bell and Sebastian going over. Now you're, please, sir. No, don't. I'm begging you. They make you dig your own. <laughs> they hand you a shovel out in the middle of the desert. Uh, they they but they played the. I know they they played the boy with the Arab strap. I'm sorry, sir. Please don't. <laughs> like, I, it was a Bell and Sebastian. That's what, wait. He got he got killed for what? Yeah, Bell and Sebastian kept playing. And he had to dig his own grave. <laughs> so you, um, so effed up right now. You d- you did the tour playing the 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 uh, Zodiac mm-hmm. uh, stuff, which was great because it was like hearing you. You guys were actually like spreading out even more. Even more. Yeah. We morphed it with another younger kid band. Mm-hmm. The kids in, uh, the, uh, the kids in the band Doom Squad. Yeah. Who are, who are awesome. So there's like nine of you on stage nine. at some point. <laughs> yes. So you did that. And how deep into the, the, the 12 are you now? How many have, how many are left to go? Gosh, I don't know. We've got dog, pig, ox, rat, uh, tiger, uh, hare, dragon, and I just actually did vocals for Snake today. Okay. Um, and so... That's nine. Yeah. So I guess, what, three more? And then, yeah. And then we're done, the cycle? Then you'll pick some other thing to change. We got <laughs> to do something else at that point. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, when, when did that... Who started that and were you like... Was it just like, yeah, we're actually not going to do all of this. Like, this seems like a... Was it was it a thing like no whatever it takes we will see all twelve of these through? It kind of was like an accident. We did like Year of the Dragon or Year of the Dog was the first one, sorry. Okay, and we called it Year of the Dog because we didn't have a name for the song. It was a super long song, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the Year of the Dog. So we were just like ah Year of the Dog, okay. And then the next year, Mike wrote another super long song, and we wanted to do something around uh, uh, sex workers' rights mm-hmm. in, in Canada. Because it was right around that time that there was this horrible person who was preying on sex workers in Vancouver and all, well, in other parts of, uh, I think the province as well, and, 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 and murdering him. And he was a pig farmer. And so, mm-hmm. uh, not, not even worth mentioning his name. Um, and he is a horrible dude. And so kind of like using pig as a metaphor. Sure. Then also how people treat Sex works in society mm-hmm. is lesser, and then sort of. Mm-hmm. So Mike wrote this song. He's like, "Okay, we'll call it Year of the Pig," and it's like a kind of plays into the theme of the first one. Yeah, and then it became something where he's like, "Well, let's just keep doing one of these long songs every year." Uh-huh. I don't know why I'm uh-huh. making that voice. Yeah, I think that's your voice. No, like no, yeah. but that was you. <laughs> that was like that's, that would probably be someone else's impression of you. Actually, <laughs> that's true. that voice. That's my Mike voice. That's your. Yeah. That's so your impression of Mike. Might be Mike's impression of you. Yeah, probably. You both. probably. I think we both kind of fulfill the same role in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. We're now we're kind of actually closer since we broke straight edge. We've gotten a lot closer. Good. That happens. Yeah, it's nice when people mend fences or or find common ground yeah. so that they can coexist and and be friends in. Life. We bonded over being edge-breaking sellouts. 
There you go. <laughs> but what's sellout? What's the sellout part? Uh, you sell you guys... your you sell out your edge, Tom. Oh, you so you sold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you sold your edge. I sold my edge mm-hmm. to the marijuana <laughs> gods. The supplement. I supplemented uh-huh. my edge. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so this wrestler, Aiden English, yes, who he just won a few weeks ago the match in in Brooklyn. Yes. Right. That was what what that's called that's WWE NXT. NXT. Yeah. It's their like younger hipper brand. It's kind of mm-hmm. like uh like like I don't know there's it's very it'd be weird to kind of think of what would be kind of an analogy for it because rarely do you have a company that starts like a cooler version of itself. It would be almost like if like AAA baseball was suddenly cooler than Major sure. League Baseball or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh I guess some people think college Sports are cooler than the. Oh, there's a lot actual, of people. Yeah. Oh, there's so, so many people. It's probably like that. So you're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of younger talent, up and coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually see them bring in some older people once in a while too that people uh-huh. are fans of. But they've actually gone out and cherry picked some of the best wrestlers from around the world, like this guy Finn Balor, mm-hmm. who is this incredible Irish wrestler who wrestled in Japan, who now wrestles in uh, in, in in America, who is phenomenal like a really something that to behold and then there's like Samoa Joe who's a, a Samoan wrestler mm-hmm. who's, uh made a name for himself working in other indie federations and mm-hmm. TNA before that terribly named wrestling company TNA yeah <laughs> so it stands for total non-stop action uh which uh they yeah, but so many things could stand for other it's things so, that shouldn't it's so stupid it's like, well no no i understand it stands for total it does does stand for total non-stop action. It also stands for something dumber, dumber than that. And and no one's ever going to think, ah, TNA, yeah, total non-stop action. That sounds like a loophole that a club would <laughs> call itself to get around like around yes. like community standards. Like yeah. the name of our club is TNA, total non-stop action. They're like there's this gentleman's club on the New Jersey on the Garden State Parkway that you'll pass, and it's called Club 35, because the highway is Route 35 running parallel to the parkway, but they do the... They do the Roman numeral 35, so it's Club XXX. (laughs) But they're just like, hey, it's Club 35. We got Roman numerals. What do you want us to do? That's what we're doing. (laughs) But they just love... Well, I guess I guess coincidentally, it has three giant X's next in the thing. That's I guess that's just how that goes. I think with TNA, they for years they played off like it was like, well, it's just a coincidence, and then they were like, yeah. nah, we totally yeah, thought it we're would just, be like, yeah, we're going to embrace this. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they they've signed like kind of like the the you know a lot of Kenta too, like they've signed other big names from Japan and brought them in, mm-hmm. and it's it's really become the hip thing to do. Like that one in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn one was like packed. Yeah. 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 Completely sold out. The one and where had, was that? That was like at the, uh, the, where the, the Barclays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The Barclays center. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, that's where like Jay Z plays. They did three nights there. Completely sold out. That's like unbelievable. Yeah. They did the, I think the raw SmackDown. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam and, and NXT all mm-hmm. completely sold out there. And then he like, because he called the show a long time ago. Yes, this he guy did. A, he's now known as Aiden English, and he called and he was like, "Did you've heard you heard that call?" Yes. And he's like, "I want I'm not sure what to call myself. 
I'm a wrestler. And then I said his name should be Dumb Oaf. <laughs> and you make him so dumb that at dumb is misspelled with two M's. And then he went he went in a different direction. Yeah. He called him now he's part of the Vaude Villains. Yeah. Which is the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> seen or heard. The idea of two guys in two thousand fifteen pretending that it's a hundred years earlier in their whole approach to everything. Like they have that giant megaphone thing, <laughs> right? That they the shouting Cone or whatever those are called. What are those? Barker cones? Yeah, like a Barker cone. And they wear like unitards, right? Like (laughs) the old-fashioned, right? Yeah, they're the wax mustache. And like, well, I think he wears, I think uh, Aiden wears boxer, like briefs, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Type of like old-timey looking things and like he definitely like wax mustache and like, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a great gimmick. And then they won. Yep. So it's like, some dude who listens to the to the best show, he's part of a, t- a tag team group that is like the are they the champs now? Of did they win the, the belt? Yeah, they won I the belts, right? I think. I think I'm, like, I'm now I'm, I'm now so I watched it, but I'm now I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm, so I'm I'm done with two M's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's like it's like the summer of champions for best show fans and thoughts uh-huh. because. Uh, Aziz Ansari did a stadium show here last night. Yeah. And where did I awkwardly... That is my Tom. That is my Patty Smith. What in, in recent years. When I called the best show. Yeah. And Aziz was there. <laughs> and uh, it was uh-huh. like you were like... Uh, I think I, I pledged. It was funding drive. And okay. You were like, and you, you you shouted me out. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm Damien Abraham from F'd Up. Do you yeah. know him, Aziz? And he's like, no, I've never met him, but he looks scary. and then Or something like that. <laughs> uh-huh. I came up somehow. Uh-huh. And I'm listening live. And so I, I'm like, what... That liar, because he did know me, because mm-hmm. a couple years before in South by Southwest, mm-hmm. uh, when Human Giant had just come out, yeah. the three of them were there, and they mm-hmm. couldn't get into the Vice Party, and like they were like trying to be like, oh, can we get in? And I'm like, I had been, I had met them the other day at mm-hmm. at, uh, at another Vi- uh, South by Southwest, I don't think it was a Vice one, another South by Southwest party, and uh, so I was like, oh, like I'm a big fan of the show, guys, and so... so I saw them outside. I'm like, oh, I'll get you in. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to the bouncer, got someone yeah. over from Vice, got them in. And so they were like, oh, thanks, man, so much. And mm-hmm. Aziz, Aziz gave me a big hug. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't expect him to remember me for life. But then so I'm like, oh, well, he's lying. <laughs> or not lying, but he's forgotten. So I decided to call. Uh, bear in mind, this is very early into my medical uh-huh. marijuana phase. Yeah. So I might have had partaken a little much that night. You don't exactly have the... Both hands on this thing. No, no, not yeah. when I decide to call. Yeah, and you know, anytime you call the best show without a plan, oh, that's, you that's are bad. risking yeah. disaster. It's scary. Oh, I know. No. Oh, it's really, you, like you, you, you. I, I don't think you really do know. I like to, I, with all due respect, Tom, yeah. you do not know what mm-hmm. it's like for us when sure. you don't call. Oh, the, that's right. I don't. I'm the only one. Yeah. Who only one. doesn't sweat the thing, but you shouldn't, you should never sweat it. I, I, well, here's why I should, because I did call without a plan mm-hmm. that night for the first time, the uh-huh. only time I should say. And you, and you ate it? And I call and I'm like, but I, my wife and, 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 you know, it was like mm-hmm. I was trying to keep it quiet for the whole house. So I was whispering as I was talking and I'm like, Aziz, you have met me. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, man. 
Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I remember at South by Southwest there was that party yeah. that Vice did. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, of course I remember meeting yeah. you. He's just now he's like, now he's suddenly saying, I think I'm going to get on, what's the verbal equivalent of me getting online at this McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not going to order from? He was like, when he probably was played here last night, he's like, can I get the Meek Mill truck yeah. security detail for me? Yeah. <laughs> to Meek keep that no. draw, that crazy singer effed up away. You Toronto guys can't stop with Meek Mill. Well, I gotta Meek say. Mills, you keep, you keep kicking him when he's, this guy's like gonna like open up like a hardware store or something. I gotta say, I'm ready for Philly Boy Roy to, uh. Defend Meek Mill. Yeah, to come out and defend Meek Mill. I'm ready for his response. So, you as a, as a, 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 a proud Canadian. <laughs> yes. And you notice I'm not making this about Canada. I get I get so whenever anybody's doing a thing and they're just like, well, I'm so like whenever an American is like, I'm somewhere else other than America. I'm going to talk about how weird this place is. It's like it's not that weird. No, but I think I know. You got a few. Going. You got a few different candy bars. I think I know. And some different chips yeah. at the store. It's not that different. But where you're going to go <laughs> is I think being Canadian is germane. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you're pr- Drake. Yes. Is like, is he the king of Canada? Definitely, right at this point, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not even like necessarily a fan mm-hmm. of the music. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not like, and that's not like I'm not a fan. Yeah. But I mean, it's just not my. You know, I listen mm-hmm. to Weird Seven Inches and Cameron. <laughs> that's really yeah. about it. Um, and he, uh, but he, he you know, like as his, a Canadian, changed his, the game. Yeah, his, like, his sad, cranky rap. Yeah, but like, right? But that's Americans what that is, right? love it. No, and that's the thing that made him so great to us because, like, the, Tom, name Canadian rappers pre-Drake. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, former. Um, I can get another one out of here. I think you can. Let your backbone slide. Dun, 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 okay. Dun, 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 dun. You ready? Dun, 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 dun. Who is that? Maestro Fresh West. Okay. Who actually did a, a record in America with 45 King doing the beat, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. He did a bunch of actually stuff when he was in New York. I think he also did one with uh, uh, AG doing the beat, or okay, AG Showbiz and AG, yeah, Showbiz and AG doing the beat. Or, or no. So up until Snow, yeah, Snow though with Informer, yeah. Maestro Fresh West did well in America, okay, too. That did that did something, and then there was uh, Carnal Official who okay. had a song with. Yes. Um, who was it that he had? Uh, no, no, he had one with um, uh, Clips. Okay, uh, or Pusha T at least, or someone mm-hmm. from Clips, I think, uh, that did that charted in America. Okay, and then there was uh, Chaos, who I think got positive reviews in like the Source and stuff, mm-hmm. but never really went anywhere. So that's the that's the basically the state of Canadian hip hop prior to Drake. prior to Drake. Yeah. So then suddenly this guy now comes along. Yeah. And he becomes like Mister Everything kind of guy, where he's like he's not just like making the records. He's like a he's a star. He's like a yeah. personality. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's like at these uh, these um, these Raptors games now, where he's just like <laughs> saying like We North. What's the thing? We North. We are the North. We're the North. Right, yeah. Even though it's not the most North team. No. Though on the, if you're drawing a line across the, the North America, <laughs> I think there's like 
Are there like three teams more north than I think so. Toronto? I think it's because Toronto, you know, I think it's also we have to blame for that one, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Okay. I think they like the, I don't know, that's what I was kind of thinking. Do you think it's Game of Thrones? I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it is all Drake stuff. Well, it's also just saying like we're different than America. Like yeah. you don't, you still, even though you know us, you don't know us. Yeah. So, so he's just like, has there ever been a star, a Canadian star, who has played in America to that degree no. and is identified as a Canadian? No, no. I think that I think that's the thing. It's like you, there's never been an aspirationally cool mm-hmm. Canadian mm-hmm. star in America. Yeah. Like it's been like Celine Dion, mm-hmm. Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, like they sold records, a lot of them, yeah. right? And 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 but like and. Maybe feist people thought, but they was were not cool. not not cool the way he's like no. he's like setting the pace for cool like people yeah. like he's the leader and people are following. It's not just like where he's like Brian Adams is kind of just like fitting into a thing that started somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's he's definitely the person that you know, and and he. Is, Does he still live, have a home in Toronto? He's got a, probably a huge loft somewhere, mm-hmm. or, or like like penthouse. Mm-hmm. I remember my the guy that hosted Rap City T Rex, who's mm-hmm. still at Much Music uh, and and still at that building, and he's 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 super awesome. Mm-hmm. When Drake refused to take a picture with me, or not refused, but just acted super weird and like he was having uh, like a heart attack at the fact that people had asked at Much Music for us to get a photo together, mm-hmm. and I was just like, if he doesn't want to do this photo, I don't care. Yeah. But anyway, he was the guy who's like, yo, Drake, this is Damien, he's cool. And then he's like, okay, sure, man, and took the photo. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I didn't make you sound that nerdy when I said yeah. that voice. <laughs> that <was> like, <laughs> I live in hey. Toronto, I have to live in yeah. fear of the repercussions. So, yeah. <laughs> no, he was like, yeah, sure, I'll take the photo now. And so, but yeah, he's like one of Drake's like, not new friends, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, But anyway, he got... Hired at the same time, but he said that when they he brought much music to Drake's house to film something one time, mm-hmm. and the producer was telling me that he had like this apartment where the like type thing where the elevator would go up to the apartment and open in like the middle of the on floor. the floor, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then like he it was like just like this insane sprawling like giant condo, and that wow. was like four years ago, right? So now he's probably it's only it's only kept going. Yeah, he's now. living a little higher on the hog even yeah. than that. So. He's the coolest dude. Well, he's not the coolest dude to ever come out of Canada. No. No. As far as the culture might be. Because look, who is it? Who's the coolest? Who are the coolest people from Canada ever? Neil Young. Neil Young. Right? Yeah, but he moved to America pretty early. Pretty young. He, he ran really yeah, fast, yeah. actually. He was, uh, he went, he started a band, he was 21, yeah. and he was in California. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh, but I think like, uh, the Vile Tones obviously, you know, said, had some songs which are a little dubious lyric wise. Steve Leckie had a pretty dubious nickname. Okay. But the story that Rollins tells in his book where mm-hmm. he just has his radio sh- shows playlists and mm-hmm. the playlists is that he would go and see the Bad Brains practice and they would just jam Screaming Fist by the Vile Tones. Okay. Over and over again. And that this was like the song that was like a huge inspiration on them. So if you mm-hmm. think about the fact that the Vile Tones influenced the Bad Brains and the Bad Brains influenced everybody, everyone, right? Yeah. Like there's no Beastie Boys without the yeah. Bad Brains. Yeah. And like, it's like, there's no like 
and then minor it, threat without yeah, that brand. Yeah, and right? then it's like, and if the and if the BC Boys didn't happen, mm-hmm. pop culture today would be very different. Like a lot of things would exist. Yeah, you know. So it comes back. Well, look at comedy in Canada. Yeah. You yeah. draw all this. Up. I grew up. SCTV meant so much more to me than Saturday Night Live. It yeah. was it was when I was like ten or whatever, and they were showing it on on a on NBC. They would show it on a Friday night, or they would show it after Saturday Night Live. It was like that was the show I was interested in, and that was like this whole world of a thing that these guys built and guys and ladies built. Um, it was just like. And then when you find out they're all from Canada, you're just like, and then who else is from it? You start finding out all Aykroyd. these other people, Dan Aykroyd and then Mike Myers and yeah. just like, that's crazy. And that even, whole, that, who else? Well, like even, uh, and, and Nathan for you. Uh, oh my God. Well, that Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder, who's, a, uh, I think the most recent kind of like, probably the most recent Big com- comedic breakout yeah. export that's like amazing. No, he's obviously. he's great. He's yeah. so he's all like he to me is just as funny as it gets. And it's funny because I go back and watch his comedy stuff that he mm-hmm. did in Canada, and it's funny because he was on a show called uh, "This Hour Is Twenty Two Minutes." This half one? hour is twenty two minutes. Oh no, it's called "This Hour Has Twenty Two Minutes" because it's a half hour show. Oh, right, is that what it is? Yeah. And and then he was on that, and he was mm-hmm. on uh, Canadian Idol. Oh yeah, he's, uh, I Sean Benjamin rent, has a van when he goes to America, right? Yeah, that was him. His, he was like the sound guy. Yeah, on that. yeah. yeah. I could hear Sean Benjamin read like a phone book, and I think it would be like yeah. the funniest, most soothing yeah. sound. No, he's got the, the voice. greatest voice. Yeah. He's like the Velvet Fog. Is that what they used to call Mel Torme? That is what they called Mel Torme. He's like the new Velvet Fog. I thought you would be the new Velvet Fog. I told Smokey What's Robinson once that I sang just like him. You did? Yeah. I like I was in line. I went like I was at South by Southwest. Were you at a I, Raptors game? I had no. <laughs> you were at a Raptors game. You're both online for the men's room. <laughs> no. And then Smokey Robinson. I was at I was at South by Southwest uh-huh. and I had to do a bunch of press things right in, <laughs> in the convention center and I was waiting for an interview. And I'm like, Smokey Robinson was like there to do an autograph mm-hmm. signing. And I'm like, well, my mom loves him. So I just got yeah. in line, bought mm-hmm. a CD. And then I like <laughs> waited in line to get him to sign it. Yeah. You know? And then I get up there and he, he signs it. It was, a, it was like any, and I'm like, you know, yeah, and I'm like, so I'm like, this is for my mom. And like he dedicates it. He's like, oh, thank you. I'm like, uh, and I'm like, people tell me all the time when I sing that I sound just like you. Mm-hmm. And, he's like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, that's beautiful. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm like, see you later. Wouldn't the greatest thing be is if like, he heard effed up. That's the thing where he would be like, a guy like that would be like, this is clearly like from a science fiction movie. Yeah, like this is not like, this is like some dystopian future where this is what music Why has become. Listen to this. Yeah. He'd be like, wait, I've been working all my life to just make these beautiful smooth sounds it's like why would it be rough i there's smooth stuff available <laughs> like i've been working hard to make smooth stuff forever why would you choose this like what do these kids why do these kids want this and it's crowded in here this is just noise he would think it would be like the song would end and then you would start talking about how you're going to like Take over, like what, 
what what like gorilla action you were going to do because clearly there's no way this exists unless it doesn't have some element of mind control or or yeah it's just like there's no way that this band could exist just as records in his mind it would just be clearly these people are all either on some sort of hypnosis chemical that this is their cult leader and he's going to go give them their commands now one time we played this festival in in england called sonic uh sonic boom festival or something Mm -hmm. in birmingham and uh we were we sounded like the beatles on that festival compared to the other bands as far as tunefulness Mm -hmm. there was a guy who his 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 performance was contact mites on plates of glass (laughs) and just rubbing his face together and break on his face (laughs) And then, like, another thing was a Hijiki, Hijiko Hino, Hijiki Hino. KG Hino. KG Hino, the the Mm -hmm. noise guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Doing a a live collaboration with Merzbow. Okay. On stage. And it was just like, obviously, you you know what that (laughs) sounds like. Yeah, you know where that's going to be. Yeah, and then there was like, it was just like every band was just like, you know. What if those two guys came out and everybody's going to be like, here it goes. And they came out and they just sounded like Simon and Garfunkel. Those two guys come out and suddenly it's like, are you going? So it's like, wait, they can do that also? Oh my God. It was amazing. Like he's, he's sitting backstage, I know, and, and he's got mm. his like cane or, and he's like, and the guy comes over and he's like, for, here's for the Jaguar, Feather Jaguar mm-hmm. you wanted from your, as per your gear yeah. rider. Mm-hmm. And he whispers to his interpreter. And the interpreter goes, he would like to know if he can take a drill and drill right through the neck. <laughs> and they're like, no! Yeah, <laughs> no, we like, got a, fen- we rented you a Fender Jaguar, not for you to start dismantling <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, that guy, uh, I, I, he might be the most he, he might be the most threatening guy with a cane in rock, right? <laughs> Him and Jerry Jerry Lee Lewis, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe there should be like an all cane list. <laughs> who's got a cane in rock? Uh, who? Yeah. Who else has? Who's a cane rocker? Cooper. <laughs> cane. Alice, Alice Cooper. Alice yes, Cooper. that's a very. Yeah, those might be the top three cane rockers. Well, and this one, I feel. Bad putting this one in the list because he legitimately needed one and mm-hmm. he's gone now. But Ian Dury, Ian Dury had a cane. Marky Smith, I think, uses a cane sometimes. Yeah. Like I've seen him with a cane. So just like one cane rock. Not the most pleasant. He might be the most no. threatening person with a cane to be honest. Him? Yeah. For I, I would almost think with him it would be just like he, he's yeah, he's scarier with the cane. Now, then when he didn't need a cane and just could walk on two legs, because now he could decide to hit you. He couldn't kick you that high before. Now he can just swing and hit you. He's like high sticking you. We played a festival one time with him and he got, I got introduced to him and I'm like, uh, he's like this, like Damien from this band effed up. He's like, Mm -hmm. oh, effed up from Canada. La, la, la. And just wanders (laughs) off and I'm like, he knows who we are. That is the greatest. He just went la la la, and then yeah, it, it drifted away. And then they, they went to the communal dressing room, mm-hmm. kicked all the other bands out, and mm-hmm. he just locked himself and did a bunch of drugs because yeah. he knew uh, that you. He clearly was just reading and just like <laughs> crumpling up an issue of NME. <laughs> yeah. So with Canada, yes. 
movies get filmed up here in Toronto. Absolutely. Class of 84, class of 1984 filmed in Toronto. A memorable movie featuring an incredibly important Canadian punk band, Teenage Head. They were in it? Yep. They perform in it. And what, I forget what songs they do. Gosh. Uh, but they perform it. They're the, they're the band in it. When he walks into the, 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 the venue. Yeah. 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 And you have, um, that movie has a young Michael J. Fox Another in it. Another Canadian. Another, yeah. Another Canadian who mm-hmm. watches his friend fall to his death from the, from the flagpole. From Central Tech? You, have you been to that high school? No. We gotta take you there at some point. It's like the it, class of 1984 yeah. high school. Does right it still by, look the same? Yeah, it's right by where the, it's that sonic boom. Okay. Uh, the old location was. It's like just around the corner. And the camera, the, the, is there like a record shop? Every shot is down like the one street. Yeah. Where you keep seeing like A and B. A and M records. A and M records. Yeah. And they would just shoot it one way and then they're clearly shooting the same street and just turning it around the other way. That's like when, the car flips over. So many of the scenes take place on this one, two-block stretch of what street is that? Is that Young Street? That's Young Street. And what what famous video by what New York seminal band, uh, alternative rock band, is that featured in too? That street, Young Street. Yeah, I don't know. Driving up and down, disappear by Sonic Youth. The disappear video. They're dry. It's Thurston Moore wearing it's the up wig, and, right? Just up and down. It's up and down Young Street. You can see the. I think no. You can see the Sam's wheels in that <laughs> one, not the A and M record. They'd already gone. But do you know the first time I Young Street? The legendary Tom yeah, Sharpley. Yeah, for me it was SCTV when they did their parody of that. That I found out it was a parody of like a movie of like two like bumpkin yeah. type kids coming to the big city. Yep. What's that movie actually called? Going down the road. Okay. Is it and, going down the road? Is that what, yeah, yeah. And did you grow up with? Did does everybody know that movie? It's kind of like it's not at this point not really because okay. it's you know it's aged past, out. Yeah, yeah it's kind of aged out. But it certainly you know for me that SCTV sketch meant I had uh-huh. to see it eventually yeah. as an older person. Where it was like. Gord, smoke. Gord, we're going to Young Street. <laughs> oh, we're on Young Street. Oh, I got a girl pregnant. Like, and they were just walking on this one street, and you just see like a camera shop, and they're just like, and it had that song where it's like, oh, there's a rainbow in Toronto, right? Yeah. What is the? What that, is that? It's meant to be like uh, Gordy, Gordon Lightfoot kind of Gordon mm-hmm. Lightfoot style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe maybe a little Stomp and Tom style too. Okay. Uh, kind of Canadiana, mm-hmm. like Canadian music. Sure, just uh, that kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I guess it would be Maritimes music. Sure. From the out east. Sure. Which is where those guys are from in Going Down the Road. Yeah. Newfoundland. Okay. Um, which the, is the new is Newfie a slur? Is that an actual slur at this yeah, point? Yeah. So I'm for, sorry. No, I'm no, no. That. I think for I think for but I think like some self identify a lot okay. uh, as like. It has become something like a badge of honor for some people. Yeah, well, it doesn't. But I also. But the thing is, when words take on that thing (laughs) where people reclaim it, it still doesn't mean I can go throw it around too. (laughs) There's a few words that you don't do that with. Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's also Newfoundland's incredible place in the history of music in Canada because that's where the first punk LP comes out, or one of the early ones. It's a double LP by the band called The Dust Line. Okay. And it's incredible. 
And then there was the band called The Reactors, also that has a great power pop single that came out of there really early yeah. on. And then there was a band called Schizoid mm-hmm. that uh, it's just like totally, it's the best New York hardcore record in my mind, not okay. from New York. Okay. The best, okay. No, or New Jersey, because sure. Mental Abuse's LP is pretty incredible from New Jersey. Would you ever write a book, Damien? I don't think I'm very good at writing. <laughs> but what, I think you are. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. But, uh, like, but you could, if you wrote, all you have to do is just talk. Yeah. Just write, or just, you could tell, you could just tell some stories and then do your version of the history of some of these things yeah. that like, it's not, because you're clearly such a student of, of, of punk and hardcore and just kind of tracking these things. I just, I don't know, I've always loved how it's interconnected. I love the fact mm-hmm. that like, you know, there's a, there's Liverpool mm-hmm. in the mid eighties, there's shows where you have Robbie Brookside doing the door, helping put on the shows, mm-hmm. who's considered the greatest small room wrestler of all time, mm-hmm. uh, an incredible British wrestler who's now a, the head trainer at NXT, or one not a head trainer, sorry, one okay. of the big trainers at NXT. Um, and you also have Jeff Rowley, uh, one of the most important skateboarders of all mm-hmm. time. Like, kids, every kid I know at some point pretty much owned a pair of Vans Rowley shoes. Okay. Um, and then you also have Andy Capper. Who's the band? Who's the person that discovered our band? As far as putting us in magazines outside of punk magazines, mm-hmm. um, and also is the guy that does all these crazy documentaries for Vice now, like the one on Chirac or Chicago and the Atlanta mm-hmm. one that they did. Um, and they're all at these shows in in Liverpool, going to these punk shows. But, but that so you see that, <clears throat> and the connections between things. It's like, why don't you just do a thing? It's like Damien's world, right? <laughs> And just lift your head up, <laughs> and you show all the connections to everything, <laughs> That'd be awesome. right? Because you've, I, I've heard you talk from the stage about you when I saw you a couple months ago. You were talking about the the New York, New Jersey uh, punk wrestling connections, and you yes. were breaking all of those down. Yeah. You could do like all sorts of like all the connections between things would well, be awesome. Well, I think it's also like it's crazy because you look at the best show and like you look at all the people that are kind of like brought together by the show, and you have like the punks connection, the music connection, mm-hmm. and just like so many weird inter things connect only through the show. Like Ben Gibbard and I don't have a lot in common other than mm-hmm. this show, you know. Like, but mm-hmm. that's not saying we, you know, I've been sure. Yet, but, but like, we just don't haven't met ever. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're not moving in the same circles yeah, in, exactly. one, like, in one way. But. Yeah, yeah, like you know, um, and and that's in the same way, like you know, a lot of these people like Aziz and, mm-hmm. and, and might not have any connection to Aiden English mm-hmm. other than this show, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's that. It's like it's it's it's. I find it cool that yeah. certain the things that I love happen to always. Seem to meet up together. Somehow. You know what I'm going to end up like, Mr. Holland's Opus. You ever see this movie, Mr. <laughs> Holland's Opus? He made everybody's life richer, but he <laughs> dumb teacher croaked on a teacher's salary. I'm heading toward, I'm heading toward Mr. Holland's status. I'm realizing here, oh, all the things that came through the students who went on to all these amazing things, and then here's Mr. Holland. Trying to get by on eighteen grand a year <laughs> to school, his car's broken down. He's just, yeah, I'm starting to feel like Mr. Holland, Damien. I, I don't. I, I think. I think the thing is, this is the year that I think every other fought person mm-hmm. um, 
I guess, for, you know, we can talk about, as yeah. you, you got a friend of Tom. I yeah, think sure, too. friend of Tom, yes. You know, Zach's got his card right there on the fridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, on the side. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is okay if I grab a drink? Oh. Yeah. Damien's getting a drink. He can't drink the water. I'm going to tell you all once again, the tour dates. Yes. Go to stereolaughs.com slash tour and you check out uh, the dates. Sharpling and Worcester live in Toronto, Boston, and Philadelphia. We will be closing out 2015 with uh, with shows in all of those places. Do you want a glass of water? I'm okay. I still have some of this four-gallon Slurpee that you said was a good idea to drink at ten, 10 at night. <laughs> well, you know that it wasn't like you were not going for a, something that was going to be not. No, it was stupid. I was going to just say like, I think I'm just going to have a big gulp instead, and you're just like, go for the Slurpee. I'm like, it's to- different. And he, Damien and Zach were saying. These Canadian, they said these Canadian Slurpees are different, and they are different. I don't know what's going on with the Canadian Slurpee, but it's different. Yeah, you know it is. It's like a lot more liquidy and less foamy. Yeah, it's. I think they're. It's, it's not as icy. No, and I love. I do love. You know, bad food for you in America. Like I mm-hmm. find it really good, but I think Slurpees is something that's definitely superior in Canada. Mm-hmm. But back to what I was saying, I think this is the year that you know all of us that have been fans of the best show for a long time have felt validated because it's like the world at large has kind of picked up on it a lot more. I guess a little bit. It feels yeah. like that, you know. On TV? We had the box, we had a box set out and the, yeah. we did some stuff, yeah. But like I can bring up the best show just about anywhere mm-hmm. in like, you know, obviously, you know, if I went to the Walmart and just started talking to random yeah, people, I'd then you're the going to get tossed. Yeah, but like in, in, in just about any like kind of circle where you'd expect people to be hip to like popular culture and people know it you'll find someone that's my that's the whole thing is that if i'm on the run i know i can get by from coast to coast as long as i find whatever record store (laughs) in america someone will give me shelter as i run from the law you can you you're not gonna be like mr holland you're gonna be uh, like uh the fugitive i'll be running with the copy of the box set through the woods i'll be running the police on my tail. I'll find the record store. I'll just bring the box set. See, this is me. This is one half of this thing. Just, I'll be like, okay, you can stay in our, in our basement for two days, but then you gotta get out of here. Zach and my, uh, well, uh, really good friend, Kai, uh, used to work at this HMV. And mm-hmm. Corey Haim would come in and just chill mm-hmm. and like try and return. Another Canadian, right? Yeah, another yeah. Canadian. Sunglasses at night. Yep. Uh, no, 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 that's Corey Hart. Hart. Corey Haim was the two Corys from, uh, oh, Drive. That's, sorry. Yeah. Corey, is your Corey Hart? He's a, he seems like he could be Canadian. No, yeah, offense. I think he is. He's definitely yeah, Canadian. Right? Too. Yeah, we've had a lot of Corys here. So the Corey Haim. Corey Haim. The deceased. Rest in peace. With Corey, yeah. But he used to come in and he would like try and return videos from Blockbuster mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, try and get the mm-hmm. full credit at this mm-hmm. HMV store. And then one day he came in to apply for a job. With a headshot oh. and a list of movies that he was in. Oh, no. But he asked for the headshot back. Okay. Oh, boy. I know. It's a sad one. That's a sad one. I but, saw this documentary, Best of Enemies, mm-hmm. which is really good. It's about uh, William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. No. Oh. Did these debates on ABC, and for the 1968 uh, presidential election, they did five nights 
on ABC for the for each of the conventions for each for the two parties like so they did five nights arguing during the Republican convention in 1968 and then five arguing during the Democratic convention uh, on on television and they uh, they really didn't like each other yeah and then William F Buckley like finally like Gore Vidal kept like he would prepare so much and like he kept beating on William F. Buckley, and then he finally got him. He called him like a crypto Nazi, and then William F. Buckley lost it, and he like called him like a queer. On this is in TV in '68, he said like I'll punch in your goddamn mouth or something like. I forget what the exact thing was. He he lost it on TV then, and then um, <clears throat> but they never ever liked each other ever. And when you said rest in peace, the you know, I kept thinking of. When William F. Buckley died, Gore Vidal wrote this thing, and he—I think he said, "Rest in hell." Whoa, William F. Buck to William, like the idea of like not letting it go when the person is gone dies be forever. There's something strangely—I don't want to say admirable. It's not admirable, but it's also there's something that's at least honest about. Yeah, it's like, look, just because their physical form quit doesn't mean that that was a, it wasn't a bad spirit yeah. coming from that person like yeah. like it doesn't suddenly erase all the badness that this person perpetuated on a daily basis yeah. that made the world a worse place yeah so there's I'm strangely are, conflicted about that one well that's the thing is like there are bad people there are yeah. people that do bad things and that want you know selfishly to to hurt other people for their gain and you know you Man, not to disrespect uh, <laughs> uh, 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 an American presidential candidate, but like you watch Trump in those rallies, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Mm-hmm. That's, like some of the stuff you're saying, like you really are don't have a, a lot of good running well, through the no, veins. No. Well, he's never <laughs> been told no his yeah. entire. He's like he's almost the example of like a kid in short pants. Like a fancy lad who all of a sudden at age 70, who no one ever said, no, you don't do that. No. He's Elliot and Cabin yeah, Boy he, without becoming the Cabin he Boy. He is. That's exactly. He's like that. He, um, but there still is a part of me that wants like, the part of me that, that craves, that would just love to see what the destruction of America would look like. Yeah. Would be curious to see what it would be like if he was president because then it would be like, well, it's on. Here we go. <laughs> like it's really on in terms of like it's on like the idea of like ownership of property is up for question now. Like the every everything has been is being rewritten now. It's like yo, you watched all those movies and you fa- you watched all that stuff. It's like here's what it's like in the real world. Have you seen this sh- uh Wild in the Streets? The uh the the one with Oh yeah. Max Frost is a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he would make a better president than Trump. Yeah. Like, no, look, I don't. you want to put anyone older than 15 in internment camps. Yes. I don't actually want him to be president. It would, it's, I know, believe a, if, I wish that there was like a way that we could see what threads of, of time would look like. If we could just like watch cool. alternate realities. There was an episode of Rick and Morty where they had different channels where every different yeah. channel was a thing like that. And I was like, oh, I wish I could just watch what this would be like as a 
chant, like the news on that reality Every would be one the, of those candidates. <laughs> yeah. Probably, like, just like, what is it going to be like when we turn back the clock to what weird, twisted version of America you want? Yeah. <laughs> that would be, uh, I wish I could just see it though. So Toronto movies, class yes. of 1984. Police what Academy. A, Police Academy. Yep. Short Circuit, part okay. two, maybe part okay. one as well. So when you see Police Academy and they're saying, everyone's rioting, and then you like look and it's just like the buildings just have that slightly different shape to them. To me, I love Rumble in the Bronx, which was shot in Vancouver, Yes, where when you see these snow-capped mountains in the background of of the Bronx, (laughs) yeah, you know when you're in the Bronx and you just see... (laughs) <laughs> Those that beautiful <laughs> mountain range. <laughs> so, so Police Academy two, no, no Short Circuit two, Police yeah, Academy one, Short Circuit, and Police Academy. It's the scene when they're doing the Wave Runners mm-hmm. to the island, Toronto Island, and you can see the CN Tower <laughs> okay, in the background, yeah. and that's uh, so that would be one. And I'm trying to think some of the more recent ones. Definitely, pardon me. Anime. Oh, Ake Enemy. Yeah, the Jake Gyllenhaal film was was here, too. Okay. Um, uh, oh, all those David Cronenberg movies. A lot of them are at least were Sure. There. Okay. Um, definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think of other celebrities. Like, like you know, because celebrities will come here and they'll be in the stargazing section mm-hmm. of the Toronto Star, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I was in this weekend. The, stargaz- what, the Toronto Star has yeah. its stargazing section. Yeah, it was celebrities. And, and you were in it. Because you were... I don't know. I put a picture on my Instagram from uh, when I was doing the podcast with Fred Armisen, and they mm-hmm. put it in the stargazing section. But, like, I like I, my mom was like, you're in the stargazing section of the paper. Um, That's and, awesome. Well, believe me, this is like a, a victory that... Uh, a hollow victory, but a victory mm-hmm. all the same. <laughs> it's like, as the band's popularity declines, you make it in the stargazing section of the newspaper. Yeah, but did they identify you as podcaster, Damien? Uh, no, because I didn't really reference the podcast. Okay. I should have done that in the Instagram. Yeah. That's, I guess, how you do this. You're better at this than me, Tom. I'm no, just learning. I'm not. I'm just learning. You're the one with the Vice TV show. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, but, you know, you could have that, too, if you smoked more cannabis. <laughs> Why can't they give me my version of that? What would be your version of it? I don't know. It would be, like... Medicinal pinball, music. playing pinball. Medicinal pinball, just me playing pinball. That would be a good show. I would do that. You know what you do? Comedians playing pinball. Comedians playing pinball on flatbed trucks. We do it on flatbed trucks. Worst is playing ball, just bouncing all over the place as the truck. Are you saying that you can't see that show with GoPros put inside the pinball machine? And, oh, I can uh, see that happening, and I, I can see. I definitely see it. Happening. You ever fly Virgin America, and then they have like the TVs on the thing, and they have this GoPro channel on it, and I feel like I want to vomit when I'm. I'm already on a plane, Whoa. and they're just showing things shot just from the perspective <laughs> of GoPros. It's like it's hard enough flying sometimes. I don't need to watch like snowboard videos. I I, um, I always take a, like a medical uh, cannabis brownie or two or mm-hmm. ten before I get on a plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be an amazing channel to have. But we always fly Air Canada because we mm-hmm. get 
you know, we like. Sure. Yes. If you're in a band, yeah. well, one tip I will give to new bands starting out, mm-hmm. find an airline that you're going to try and travel with every time you have to go by plane yeah. and, and sign up for the loyalty program sure. early yes. because it does add up yeah. and you get those free flights eventually. You just own it. I went to New York for free this weekend. Well, taxes and stuff. Oh, but, but you, that's what that's, you just pick, pick an airline. That's great yep. advice, Damien. You pick an airline. You pick a rental car company. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I usually rent a car from Enterprise. Not the greatest company, admittedly. But which, it's not like, oh, I'm not going to that awesome yeah. car rental company. <laughs> you're not going so, to the cool yeah, one yeah, that's like, yeah. you're not going to the one that's run by the bass player from Fugazi. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm not going to Joe Lally's <laughs> car rental place. So, the, um, so I, Go, I'm in Los Angeles and I go to rent a car and they're like, Enterprise is like, we're all out of cars. I'm like, what? What do you mean you're all out of cars? You don't have anything? Like, no, we are entirely out. So I, and now I'm just like, oh no. Were you like Steve Martin in planes, trains, and automobiles? I, he had, a, he would have done better than I did <laughs> when I had to go to, and look, I'm not going to name this company, but let's just say there's a, when you talk about green U.S. money, um, who's on the face of the the one? Is it Lincoln or Washington? Why am I blanking on that? Uh, it's Washington. It's Washington, yeah. The name of the company is Dollar. I thought you were just messing with the Canadian no. trying to test me. No, I was not. You would say it's Queen Elizabeth, of course. I, uh, we don't have $1 bills. No, we have loonies. Yes. But, as but, I, but I thought you would take that as your your... You're one. That, yeah, you're right. There's a loony. You're right. So, yeah, it's dollar rental. I go to this place, and I, I see the line is going outside the door to get, and I got this enterprise, like, fancy schmancy, and it's, it takes nothing to get it. You go online, you sign up, and then they send you a card in the mail, and then you get to cut the line. It, it's not anything fancy at all. No. You just go to the rewards thing. So I got this dollar thing. I got no pull at this place. I'm online. You you would have thought we were like, you would have thought that like the the war of the worlds was coming down the street and everybody needed to get a car to escape the city as it's collapsing. It just, I was there for an hour and a half trying to get this car out of the place. And then you finally do the deal and then you're like, okay, you go, go outside to the lot. And I go out there and there's just nobody there to tell you what to do. And I'm like, wait, what do I do? And I like look around and then somebody just goes, yeah, you just take a car. Just go and take one. The keys are in him. Just take one. <laughs> like, just take a car. Like, this is, who's running? So I just go to the, I rented a compact. I go, and there's just none in the line for compact. Just, there's like none left. I'm like, so I just get this in this car that was like the, it was like a, it was like a, pod almost on wheels it was like a, the star wars pod that a c-3po climbed into it was like the size of that with a steering wheel and wheels and drove that away and they didn't care they, yeah okay bring it back on sunday like and i'm like that's what you get when you got that loyalty thing you skip that stuff so yeah pick an airline yep Pick, pick your pick your thing early because you get you, you get you get those programs and you're right like if you can skip the line one year we flew to Japan like three times or something in Australia so we got gold status mm-hmm. 
you feel like you feel like you feel like a millionaire. You mm. really do. You can skip every line. No, imagine the businessman flying, and he goes up, and he sees these six weirdos from effed up, and he's like, "No, no, I'm supposed to be in the uh, gold <laughs> status here." I'm looking and I'm seeing this looks like, uh, <laughs> looks, looks like the usual suspects yeah. are here. Looks like some prison release program is lined up here flying. Are you, are you doing like some sort of exchange of prisoners from country to country? Cause I'm a businessman and I'm, I'm here and. It's, con air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is con air. Uh, apparently like some, cause these six people and me are, don't have that in common, but you know what? You did. Yeah. We, did. The best was though coming back from Japan, one by one we all got bumped to first class except mm-hmm. Mike. From our, except Mike. And we're all looking at him as we're all getting bumped up one by one on the way back from Japan. We're like, let me tell you, this is the order of who should get bumped up in F'd up, top to bottom, just just based on appearance. Okay. Yes. Ben first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, first. He looks like he looks like a Bieber esque boy yeah. band guy. Yeah. Then Sandy. Yep. She was hardworking. She does all the bank books. Jo- Jonah next? <laughs> yeah, Jonah. Right? Probably Jonah. Jonah. Next? Yeah, Jonah. Jonah dresses very smart. Then, because you're last. Yeah, I would definitely. And then Mike. So we're down to Mike and Josh. Uh, Josh. Then Josh, Mike, you. Yeah. yeah but how, what did Mike, what was that look on Mike's face when suddenly you're like, Good luck with that. Like, I'm going to be having an ice cream sundae up here, sucker. <laughs> Not to bring it back to wrestling, but we were doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin okay. flipping the bird on him. Okay. As you just like, yeah. As we're going into the uh, sleeper pods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to and, like go into our pleasure comas. And he's in the middle seat. Yeah, in the middle in seat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um. I have to, uh. <laughs> We were on, we were on tour that same year in Australia. We were doing the, the tour with like Tenacious D mm-hmm. and the Foo Fighters and like Jack Flagg at the end of the tour co- comes into the room and he's like, just talking to us. He's like, Damien, the crazy one. And he's like, <laughs> Sunday, playing the bass guitar. Mm-hmm. Josh, whittling away. <laughs> ben, whittling away. And mm-hmm. then he looks at Mike. He goes, are you in the bed? <laughs> yeah, she's like, like, yeah, I'm uh, writing the songs, yeah, and yeah, uh, I kind of write those. <laughs> like, you've heard the songs, right? Because I, uh, I'm the one who like figures that part out. He was like watching us too. He must have just like looked right through Mike the entire. But there's a point where he just like, like I've talked to people like when they're new to the band, and then just like, well, see, the thing is that the one guy does the songwriting there and they're just like yeah but it's the guy it's uh, ben right he does the thing well so no no he does songwriting for a bunch of other things he got <laughs> not for this thing it's like which guy the guy who's way in the back it's like yeah that's the guy he's yeah, just like guy. he's he's so modest about that part of it in the live thing that that's a, i think that's throws people yeah he doesn't do the lead guitar stuff like he doesn't do like mm-hmm. like he he does the lead guitar stuff obviously playing but i mean He's not Angus Young. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, he's not like, okay, I'm going to wear this stuff. Well, he definitely wears ridiculous clothes on stage. Okay, I gotta be, he's like <laughs> Angus Young in that regard. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he's not Angus Young in the sense that he's not, you know, doing the duck walk. Yeah, he's not. Stage. Yeah. He used to, though, when we first started, mm-hmm. he would do things like walk on kids' heads in the crowd. 
And now, if he's wasted mm-hmm. and 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 uh, trying to impress someone in the crowd, he will uh, do like crazy things on stage too. But- That's awesome. I, I kind of I like that it's a picking the moment kind of thing. Now it's not just like. I guess I gotta walk on these kids' heads yeah, now. Gonna, He's not feeling it that night. When I do a head walk across yeah. the stage. <laughs> yeah. You know the band with their famous head walking guitarist? <laughs> um, so where, what's up with the band now? The band, you guys did the tour. Yeah, we the did Zodiac. the tour. We're doing Year of the Snake. We're playing, uh, Fun 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 Fest. Are you going to Fun Fun Fun? No. Uh, I wanna get you, I wanna, I wanna see, any festival bookers who listen to the best oh. show, let's see some Sharpling and Worcester festival dates. Gauntlet that has been thrown yeah. down. Chum. Yes. Because uh, that would be fun. Um, but uh, we're playing Fun 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 Fest, and then okay. we're playing uh, Bo's Oktoberfest, this thing with Always, who are a great band from here, too. Okay. In uh, in the Ottawa area. Okay. And I think that's it for a while. Maybe a Toronto show, too, probably. But uh, mm-hmm. then we're going to, I've got a new baby coming. Yeah. Got child number three. Child number three. Which is insane. Let me tell you another piece of advice to all you young people out there that are uh, active in the sexual department. Uh, it can happen. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. It can happen. Mm-hmm. So, but we're very excited. Amazing. We're very, very excited. And uh, that's coming very soon. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's and then is there going to be a record? Any when would that happen? When would the next? I think we're going to start writing one. Hopefully in this break at some mm-hmm. point, but not mm-hmm. not anytime soon. Okay. Um, and just kind of uh, yeah, like I think we're lucky. We're like we're kind of at the point now where we don't have any obligations as far as a band, mm-hmm. and so we can kind of like do it ourselves. We're going to start doing a twelve inch series, um, really soon. Once again, maybe I should announce it. That's the. Uh, like when you dropped the Canadian end bomb earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe I should yeah. have said that, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, we're doing a 12 inch series. We're going to do some like, uh, old live 12, old, old sets on 12 inch. Oh, wow. And, like some, we found actually when we were like little kids doing our first bands, all of us did, uh, like different bands that were going to be on a compilation together. So Josh does vocals in this band called Young Blood, mm-hmm. where he like screams like the blood he destroyed his vocal cords. His scream was so blood curdling. Uh, like actual like actually like just shredded him like because he was like eleven mm-hmm. at the time in this band. Um, and then Mike's old band Walls Around Us were on it and my old band Promise Kept were on it. So we're gonna put that out finally. Wow. Oh, that's insane. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be the worst record ever. <laughs> so so there's going to be all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that'll be enough to keep it. And also, you guys rec- have like 8 million things to listen to in the meantime. Yeah. And you're the snake, too. Yeah. So there's stuff and to we're, listen to. We got some other plans. We got uh, definitely some big thing we're going to announce soon that we're really excited about. Um, but we'll, we'll save yeah. that. You, you did one already. Yeah. You blew, yeah, blew you, one. You tipped one. You tipped one too early tonight. That's enough. But this one is pretty awesome. <laughs> but I will, we'll save it. All right. Um, and yeah, just like, just, you know, listen to the best show. Listen to Art of Wrestling with Cole Cabana, who's another fan of the best show. Yeah. Um, I should, you think he would come on the best show? I'd love that if he came on the best I show. I think Aiden English is going to call in in the night. We're really? going to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I want some to get to some point where some wrestling or some wrestler just like where I almost become like it's like a meta version of a wrestling bad guy because yeah. I'm the guy who 
puts down actual wrestling. Like I'd be like the John Stossel of now, but in on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to see Hot Rock and Ronnie mm-hmm. as a manager, and and I want to see Tom as a mm-hmm. manager, and I want to see them have wrestlers duke it out. Has there ever been a character of a guy just being like? This wrestling stuff is like a guy like that in wrestling that yeah. gets knocked around by wrestlers. Yeah. Like what – like – but not saying this stuff's fake. No, but there's been like network people. Sure. From like – Sure. It's been – it's like one of the like, – one of the – one of the archetypes that they use is a network executive who doesn't necessarily like wrestling. It's like, oh, uh-huh. it's too violent or yeah, – yeah. Or it's, oh, this is – no one likes this stuff. Sure. You know, yeah, it's Cyrus. I think was the one needs the to role of dad. Yeah, in the thing. Yeah, and also because networks generally don't like the wrestling products at certain times too. So. No, it cycles through, and it's just sometimes it's for places. It's just like, look, we're gonna get numbers with this, but it's not the right people. Like that's how they feel. This year about it. you have obviously not everything he did this year was positive, but Action Bronson mm-hmm. referencing wrestling all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain Goats putting out a concept record about yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah. And then you also have like all these other bands that are fans of wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, kind of existing. Bob yeah. Holt, yeah. WCW. Huge. Yeah. And, uh, there's, uh, it goes back to the dictators, you know, on the, on the cover of their first record. Yeah. That was about this the stuff. White Castle and wrestling. <laughs> yeah. White Castle and wrestling. Which, funnily enough, you don't, wouldn't want to wrestle someone who had just eaten White Castle. That might no. be. There's a lot of ways that could not be good. Have you been to Superior Burger yet in New York? No. I think I like it. I think you might like it. They have a White Castle thing on the on the wall, but it's all vegetarian. Okay. Um, and they uh, it's run by Brooks from Born Against. <laughs> oh, I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it. And it's like co-owned by Sweeney and Johan Kugelberg. Okay, I'll check so that it's out. Like some like. A, I would. Or they, I, I would. don't know. If they co-own it with who else? Mm-hmm. There's a consortium, maybe. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, the Damien, the clock on the wall is telling I me. I just try to run into the clock to keep going because I'm living a fantasy right now. <laughs> Look, so you're not going happen. anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. You'll be, you come, when you're, uh, when you're, when I'm, when we're both in New Jersey, you come back on, you come in uh, the studio. Thank you, Tom. We'll do it with phones. And thank you everyone for letting me be on here with Tom. Yes, and thank you to everybody who listened, and uh, I think we'll do a, some live calls after this. Uh, hopefully the gang is around, and if not, this is the end, but I think it, we're going to do it, so we'll keep it going. And everybody, thanks for listening, and remember, tickets go on sale Friday for Sharpling and Worcester Live, Toronto, Boston, and Philadelphia, so check that out. Thank you, Damien, for doing this. And thank you, Zach, for lending us your your awesome uh, home. Bye. It is the best show with Tom Sharpling, who is actually on the line right now. Tom, you there? Hello. Oh. <laughs> um. How are you doing? Oh, 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 tired. What's up, guys? So, uh, a great tour, and then uh, you just announced more dates. Yeah, how about that? That's great. Exciting. Real exciting. Toronto and Boston and Philadelphia. And Mike and I were actually talking about road tripping to those. (laughs) With all of them, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably Boston and Philly. 
Yeah. Or at least <laughs> Philly. Oh, might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think we could do that oh, drive. Problem. What do you mean? I, I have a I have a passport. Yeah. Look, I believe it. I believe you. You. Uh, you might just not get back in the U.S. The Boston show. I might. Look, you might like it in Toronto. Yeah. Like, Never been might, there. You. You. You would be uh, the 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 people of Toronto would love it if a guy like you, an expat, right? <laughs> Well, like you, yeah, well, like you, I, I, I saw all the, the Young Street uh, thing on SCTV, and it sounded yeah. like a, a place I'd love to explore. Is it the same? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd be fine. You know, you'll, Young Street, if you've, got New, if you've got New York City, you've seen Young Street. <laughs> you'll be okay. You're not, your mind's not going to be blown no. by Young Street. It's not like no. uh, old New York, though? I mean, New York no. isn't isn't what it used to be. No, but is that a bad thing? I guess not, but, you know. Did you appreciate it more in the more dangerous days? It, you know, it was, no, I, I wouldn't say I appreciate it, but it was, it, it you know, it sort of had a harder edge. And, you know, it wasn't all these chains, you know. Uh, Starbucks on every block, and you know. I like that. It's convenient. <laughs> it's like Thanks. a giant mall now. New New I York. Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, what, what, what do you don't worry, Mike. There's still places in New York you could uh, get stabbed and uh, <laughs> get hit over the head with a pipe if you want. Yeah. You might just have to look a little harder. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but don't worry, they're still out there. You can still get your clock cleaned if you, uh, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on, guys? Well, it's me in the studio, Jason Gore Dudio. Kristen Bartlett is in here with us as well as AP Mike. Uh, the phones are now live, so you can call 201 332 3484. Once again, 201 332 3484. And is a Canadian Slurpee yeah. really that much better? It is, yeah. Why? It's much more refreshing. Really? I don't. I don't know. What am I, a technician here? What, what am I? <laughs> did I take it to the lab? It sounded, it was better. It sounded like a chunky soda to me. Didn't sound like there was enough ice in it. Calm down. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was better. It was you didn't get any brain freeze from that thing? No, oh, no brain freeze. All right. Well, that's a plus. No, it just wasn't an. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. a Flush thing of ice. It was. It was. It mm-hmm. Went down a lot better. All right, we have some calls coming in. I'm going to go ahead and put someone in with us. Hello, you're on the best show. Hi. Hello, you're on with uh, me, Dudio, AP Mike, Kristen, and uh, Tom on the phone as well. Hey, everybody. Hi. Who's this? This is Dan and Akron. Mm-hmm. And what Akron, did you want to speak, talk about tonight? <laughs> See, you can uh, I mean, do I mean, your I mean, screening uh, yeah, bit right I mean, now. I'm going to still still do some call screening. Okay, good. What did you want to talk about tonight? Uh, I thought you might like to hear the story of uh, why Akron is going to have four mayors within one year uh, here pretty soon. What do you think, Tom Hammer? What's that? What's this guy? Let's hear it. Let's okay. Hear it. Bring us up to speed on the Akron uh, political scene. Four mayors. Okay. So we had the same mayor, mayor for uh, 28 years. 
Um, and then a few months ago, uh, he got in a fight with a city councilman um, and believed that this councilman was going to try to shoot him uh, at a speech. Uh, so he banned him from the speech and then resigned over the whole thing um, and how the local paper was reporting on it. Um, so he basically kind of went crazy and resigned. Well, he had 28 years, so. Yeah, Man, he that's had a, true. had a good run. Yeah, he yeah. really did. Um, so he was uh, replaced by the head of the city council who served for uh, one week. He resigned because he admitted to inappropriately uh, touching a city employee. All right. Ooh, what happened there? Yeah. Uh, apparently someone came to congratulate him on being uh, promoted to mayor, and uh, he said a congratulatory hug turned into a too-personal moment. Ooh. It, well, that was his word. Too long a hug. Yeah. Real weird. Um, yeah, that's bizarre. Um, so then a third mayor got appointed, and uh, he's not running for mayor, so uh, come November we'll elect our fourth mayor. Um, and then it's sort of a postscript to that story. Uh, the mayor who had served for 28 years a couple weeks ago, uh, he was cited for public urination on the University of Akron campus. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Uh, on a tree by the side of the road. Okay. Well, he's... You know, he's, ca- he's that's like a cap on a you know twenty eight year political career and then end it with that you know he's kind of earned it. It's like a it's like a you know, a nice little finale. Hey, burn yeah, bright on true. the way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, well, let's look. I hope everything sorts itself out for you in, uh, in Akron. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, this, this is uh, LeBron James's hometown, so I think he should come and run next term, and then I think he'd be a shoe in. Any comments on uh, Chrissy, Chrissy Hines' book? <laughs> on her book? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I read a little bit about that. She was saying some kind of weird thing about, like, women. So that was unfortunate. She did have a good, like, uh, vegan restaurant here, but it closed down. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to vote for? Is, it just um, gonna, is the mayor just going to happen, or is he going to run unopposed? What's going to occur? Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're actually, the, uh, the primary election is today, which, uh, since a Republican mayor doesn't really have a good chance of getting elected here, it's basically the mayoral election, so... I mean, the two candidates are just kind of boring local politician types. Unfortunately, the uh, the former mayor who's now peeing on trees is not running. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the Akron update. Yeah, somebody thank said you. I would hang up on myself. <laughs> connection. Is my phone muffled. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's not the best. Yeah, it's a it's a little muffled. Yeah, I'm calling from a different country. I can't help it. It's called, first of all, it's called, costing me a million dollars. Dumb call. <laughs> International. I'm so close to home. I'm broke. Hey, just because there's a, just because of, just because of, just because of, of, of line, right, Mike? Just wow. Order. You, you you sound like you're uh, heavily medicated. I do. Yeah, it's it's like I'm not heavily medicated. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's what the phone okay. can 
the phone is is sort of muffling. So yeah, it, you're, you're not your true self. Well, how yeah. about this? Is this better? Yeah, that's a little better. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A little better. Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> I don't know what to do, guys. I'm trying. Uh-huh. trying. No, we appreciate guys. that, Tom. I slept two hours. Uh-huh. I'm not sleeping anymore. Mm. Your old friend's gonna. Uh, you better get that shovel ready, Mike. <laughs> the moment you've been waiting for that your whole time is on its way. I had another opportunity. Another opportunity yeah. tonight. Jason left me alone in the studio again. Oh. I, I, you know, it was there. It was tempting. It was for it, it was for like four minutes. I, I set a timer. I don't leave him in here alone for more than four minutes. That's too long, Isn't right? That's enough for him. <laughs> this do, damage he can do in four minutes. Get in and do my thing. Yeah, well, Spanish, like Spanish prisoner style. Whole place will be. Mike can get in and out of a place like that. Every piece of anything will be gone. I had my, a couple of guests lined up sitting in the back of my car all evening, waiting for the time to bring them in. Who were your guests? Yeah, just a couple o- o- Ocean guests. Eddie? Who do you got back there? Ocean, Ocean Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> no, o- Ocean Eddie's uh, having medical difficulties, and Joe, oh, well, Joe, and Joe Puppy's mad at me because I, I called Bar Rescue a dumb show. <laughs> <laughs> what is Bar Rescue? You've never it's seen like, Bar Rescue? No. no. It's like Kitchen Impossible oh, with the bar. Oh, yeah. for bars. It, okay, no, oh, yeah, okay. It's the show. worst show you ever seen. The host is a, a complete yeah. idiot, and he comes in and he yeah. just yells at people. I mean, every show is the same. He yells at the workers, yeah. you know, tells them how poor, what a poor job they're doing. And then he, you know, he whips them all into shape, and he funnels a, a lot of money into the bar, so the place looks great at the end. So he really, it, it turns around. They put, he puts up like five flat screens. Well, I mean, they get into the whole thing just because they know they're going to get all this pump money pumped, like a makeover for their bar. You right. Know? So I mean, who wouldn't do that? You know, it's like, but they have to take all this abuse first. You know, it's, but is it yeah. is it really fixing the bar at the end? Because did you read that article uh, recently about Exhibit and Pimp My Ride? Where most of those vehicles... Those rides that, were never really pimped. Yeah, they barely ran. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't do follow-ups on this show. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like intervention, so you, you don't go back to the they bar should. and see how they're doing, you know. But when did the fight happen? Well, he wanted to watch Bar Rescue. I put it on. Yeah. And I just, you know... Well, you berated it, all... it while it was happening? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, was I, he know, really proud when it was on? Or well, no, I you know I I defer to my customers if they request something. You know, I put golf on, I put cooking shows on. He requests, they request cooking shows. Yeah, there's one guy who wants cooking shows. He on. He likes you know? the Pioneer Woman. <laughs> no, I don't think we played Gianna. Her. Yeah, he likes Gianna. Okay. Yeah, everybody likes. She's Gianna. single now. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. big divorce. Yeah. Who's <laughs> who's single now? Gianna DeLorentis. DeLorentis. I really? like her, and she's having to spend a lot of money, and it's obnoxious. I hate that. <laughs> got a lot of teeth in her mouth, <laughs> right? She's got a very big smile. She it seems like she has like forty teeth. She's, she's she does mouth. have a very beautiful forty. She's got TV teeth. smile. Forty-two smile. Yeah. Uh, we met her. Jason, I met her yeah. um, at a Food Network event, 
And um, I was soaked in sweat because it was, it was a meatball event. Oh, yeah. And Just I, meat sweats. I had bad meat sweats, and I told her that. The worst. I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you did. You told Gianna De Laurentiis that you had the meat sweats. As, as she was giving me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but memories. I think she liked it. I think she liked it. <laughs> I think she was charmed. Do you want to go to another uh, call, Tom? Well, I want to tell everybody how's the connection now. First of all, oh, any it's, better? Oh, it's good. We can hear. That's you. a good. That's a good better. connection. Good, good. Look, guys, I did an ad read that that Dudio pulled out of the show uh, because it was it was his half-hearted because uh, it was it was it was uh, unfocused. It was for a movie called Two Two Step, which I had uh, not seen yet. I had I had. Hadn't had a chance to see it, so I started do. I did a, a, an ad read for it, and I was like, "I want to see this movie before I start talking about it, just because I don't want to just." This, this guy's a listener to the show, Alex Johnson, Alex R. Johnson, the guy who wrote and directed it, and um, he he, put, he wanted to support the show by by taking an ad out on the on the show, so I was very flattered by that. But then I'm like, this movie's got it got great reviews, but I was like, I felt I wasn't I was talking about it without having seen it, and it just felt like not not not. Uh, I, I just felt like I was talking about something I didn't know what I was talking about. So I watched it last night, and I, I truly do think the movie's great. It's um. It's really kind of dark, and uh, it's like a it's like a minimal like a very minimal Texas crime, like crime movie with just a few characters in it, and it's it's really pretty uh, pretty intense and pretty uh, brutal and really exciting, and uh, I really did like it. I was I was very impressed by it, and I can actually say here that uh, like these are things I had said in the ad that the movie actually. It's got a hundred percent fresh rating at Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, New York Times called it a nasty, flawlessly acted little gem that goes deep inside its character psyches. And the Hollywood Reporter said that the movie makes most Hollywood thrillers seem ham-fisted by comparison. That's not the meat sweats ham-fisted. That that's the that's similar to the meat sweats, I think, ham-fisted. Um, so maybe you could tell Giada De Laurentiis about the, your ham fist <laughs> you go to a ham event instead of a meatball event um, but um, seriously the movie, I thought the movie was really great and uh, I, I appreciate him supporting the show and people can check the movie out uh, two step on uh, iTunes to buy or rent on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play in demand Xbox Dish Network and more, and the trailer is up over at Vimeo, and you can check it out there. It's uh, I'll put a link up on Twitter uh, to the trailer. I, I did earlier today, and uh, I'll, I'll do that again. And I truly recommend the movie Two Step if you want to see kind of like a. It kind of reminded me of Blood Simple uh, in a lot of ways, like very kind of clean and dark and uh, and you know, super, super violent in bursts and, and very, uh, it was a really good movie. So check out two step. And, uh, it's exciting that a guy like Alex Johnson is a fan of the show. Somebody who makes good things like this movie. 
So, yeah, that's all. I just wanted to say that. And, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's that. Sounds like a, a movie right up my alley, Tom. I think you would, I, I really do think you would like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, um, it's just got like four or five characters in it, and it's really kind of one of those things where it just like starts getting wound tighter and tighter. And the one character starts yelling. The one thing, the character, one of the characters starts yelling about Coors Light in the movie, <laughs> and it was like, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that is a. If there was ever a movie custom made for for AP Mike, it might be this scene in this movie. Because, you know, there's only one kind of cores. It's cores light. I don't stock any other cores. <laughs> and I, I know my uh, DVD bootleggers will never get it, so I'll actually pay for this one. <laughs> yeah. So everybody should check it out because mm-hmm. it's a legitimately good movie. Um, so the meat sweats. Is that the topic now <laughs> that we're talking about? I think it is. I, I think, think that's the new hashtag. The I do appreciate the fact that, that, Kristen, you now have joined me in the uh, Patty Smith circle of uh, shame. I'm not ashamed. That's the difference. I think that it was a good interaction. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. Fair I'm, enough. <laughs> I was way more embarrassed to myself in front of celebrities. I called Vanilla Ice Mr. Ice. That's mm. more embarrassing to me. Yeah. Mr. Ice. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. He sounds, trying to he sounds be like a super villain. <laughs> well, look, I like Giada a lot. I guess right. She seems very pleasant. Mm-hmm. She's always whipping up those uh, desserts, right? It's, it's Where it's like Italian influenced. Yeah, but it's also it seems like I don't know. Some of those seems like. It's always weird when all of a sudden she's like, and then you just pour uh, half a pound of uh, brown sugar on top of this thing. Like, Yeah, I don't think like, she's not no, eating her food. Yeah, well, that's exactly, yeah, because there's like no other way to uh, make that without just the four sticks of butter and the half pound of brown sugar. Yeah. Oh, you know what's up here? They have a candy bar called uh, Coffee Crisp. Oh, my God. Is it good? It's so good. It's like a coffee-based candy bar. Is it like a score bar? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Kit Kat with a coffee twist. Ooh, Ooh I like that. You should bring some back. Yeah, bring. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna bring some back. I'm gonna go to the to the uh, to the local. They don't. I don't know what it is here. What the convenience thing is. I'll get uh, some coffee crisp. We'll have a giant coffee crisp party, and then we'll oh all God. get the coffee crisp sweats <laughs> in the studio. So great. Sounds like a good sweat. And none of us will be. We will all be proud to be bonded through our candy sweats. I don't like this arrow, though. Arrow's disgusting, I think. It's gross. Had one in San Francisco? No. no. It's gross. It's coffee crisp taking the taste of uh, the, the low grade. That arrow tastes like coin, like those chocolate coins you get. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. A little like, plasticky. Kind of, the old people have <laughs> like. Oh yeah, old people love gold coins. <laughs> old people love gold cho- chocolate coins wrapped in like it's like <laughs> gelt. It's like uh, <laughs> gelt. 
It's a lot of work to unwrap so, them. It's sort of like, yeah. Yeah. I am. It's not worth it. An anticlimax. Depression in the thing. Yeah. So, uh, so what's up, Mike? What's been going on? <laughs> Had a scare uh, yesterday. I, uh, I was doing a, a fill-in for the Labor Day holiday. Very slow day at the uh-huh. bar. And I, you know, I finished up my shift. I'm just getting ready to turn over the reins to my coworker. And this guy comes through the door, young guy. You know, he fit the profile. You know, it's bad that I profile friends of Tom listeners, but but I do. You know? Okay, okay. What <laughs> yeah. is the profile? You got to say it. That's the that's the best way to profile. White. Okay. okay. Young, and I'm saying you know 30s tops. I don't think I've had you know I I like before. Let me preface this. I love when people come in to see me at masses. I'm not degrading. Any of the people that have come in, they've all been great, you know. And this guy, by all appearances, was a, you know, a fan of the show from my perspective. You know, he sat down. Was he wearing a hoodie? No. He was, you know, he had like a, uh, maybe even like a uh, tie-dye type shirt on. Oh. And uh, I'm like, okay, here we go, you know. But I, but I had to like put put the money away from from my shift, so I sort of went down in the basement and did what I had to do. And I hear him up at the bar, and he's kind of loud, you know. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, this is going to be a loud mm-hmm. one, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got a we got a winner here. And uh, so then I go back, and I I hear, heard him say he bought a round for everybody, and it was only about four people there at the time. Mm-hmm. Not but, a big you know, round. I'm like, yeah, not a big round, but hey, you know, it's, yeah. it's something. And you it's know? still generous. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's, this one, this guy's really going the extra, you know, yard. And then I come back up, you know, I'm getting my free beer from this guy. And then he starts talking, and then I'm like, oh, wait a second, you know, this guy's like bombed, you know. And then, you know, he went out to have a smoke with one of the regulars. And uh, as he was coming back in, I, you know, I never noticed that there's like a sort of built-in uh, detector of drunks at masses. You have to step up to get into the bar, and th- and this guy couldn't do that, and he sort of <laughs> he started fall he started falling into the bar, and you know me me and the other bartender are already like flagging him down. It's like okay, you know, you're done, you know. And, you know, he, he turned out to be a local guy who who lost his job. He'd been working 17 years, and apparently he was uh, taking it out at the, at the bars before he got to our bar. You just wrote a new Springsteen song. <laughs> he really shouldn't have been buying people yeah. around. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, so, you know, we flagged him, and, you know, he, he, he started putting up a little bit of a fuss. You know, uh, and then, but, you know, he cal- we calmed him down, and then he left, you know, and that was that. But, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I should stop profiling. So he wasn't a no, fan. No, he, was, he wasn't a fan. He was a local guy. He been he lost his job yeah. after 17 years? He thought he looked 30? Well, it sounded, yeah, I mean, he well, he's like in mid-30s tops. Well, he it may sounded, have started his job yeah, at 13 yeah, there. It sounded like he had a, you know. Yeah, that's Bayonne like, You know, a rules. guy out of high school, 18, you know, 17 years, mm-hmm. he's 35. See, that's what, that's what happens when when we when we make uh, prejudgments. Yeah, no, I, 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 learned, I learned a lesson. I did. Yeah. Lesson. Yeah. So there there was a moral lesson. to that story. People think I'm exactly. into all this depraved stuff and. I'm not. Oh. I'm, I'm a regular guy. Oh, you're yeah. salt of the earth. 
You got morals. Yeah. You go to the to the to the green quick check and stay on just like anybody else. Yeah, I do. Which one's your favorite quick check? Uh, actually, I mean, I, I've sort of depending on where I am when I'm ready for a quick check stop. I've, I've been to all three of them. There's three mm-hmm. actually in Bayonne. Um, the, the one that Tom's familiar with is a good one, uh-huh. but the other two right aren't bad it. either. Uh-huh. One is right near. Well, actually, two of them are right near bars, so they get a lot of post-bar activity, which has got to be uh-huh. tough on the, the employees. Yeah. No god, yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of uh people trying to soak that that booze up real fast <laughs> for the sandwich. A lot of confusion <laughs> at the at the at the uh sandwich screen where you have to create yeah. your sandwich. <laughs> do they do sandwiches 24 hours or yeah, back yeah, there? Yeah. Oh man, that's going to be terrible. In that situation. Yeah, no. What am I going to do, guys? Guys, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> so tired. Uh-huh. You'll be back here oh, next week, right? Yeah, uh, well, I don't sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. All I do is work, and I just... You need to get some melatonin. Body. Mm-hmm. No, but I don't, have a, I don't have time to sleep. I don't have time. This isn't healthy. That's too much to do. It's not like I can't sleep. My body's begging to go to sleep. Uh-huh. But I got I got too much work to do. Got too much work to do. Oh, Mike, help me. Help you're me, doing Mike. it for the I never people. Thought I'd say that. You're, you're doing it. I never <laughs> thought I'd say that. This is the truth. You're, you're, the line. All right, let, let me try and boost you up. Call that Rubicon, right? You're doing it for the people, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, it's 100% a Rubicon. A Rubicon, right? Yeah. What's that mean? What's a Rubicon? I didn't go to a fancy school. <laughs> What's a Rubicon? He's looking it up on looking Google. It up. Yeah. Jason's looking it up. Past the point of no return? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah. I think it's yeah along I'm, those lines. So, so you think the I'm final, doing it the, the final people, battle. Like? The final battle. Final battle. This might be my Rubicon. Maybe, maybe when, like you know, remember when Springsteen? I'm reading that Bruce book that you gave me a couple of years ago. Did you ever read that, Tom? No, I didn't. Oh, Is it, it good? Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it in when I'm done. You'll you'll enjoy it. Okay. But I mean, yeah. you're you're familiar with how crazy Springsteen was when he was making uh, Born to Run and then Darkness on the Edge of Town. How he, he yeah, would just. He okay. would he would go for that perfect snare drum sound, you know, and it would take him about you know 160 takes to get it right, you know, and all that. And then they discover there's yeah. something wrong with the studio, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. So you're saying Tom's yeah, searching for that yeah, perfect snare drum yeah, sound. Tom's in that same mind space, you know. He's, he's you know he he's just trying to like you know <laughs> get get his board to run out there. You have you have no idea what you're talking. about. <laughs> You, you, you couldn't, you couldn't be more off target. And, and, and along those lines, Tom, you know, you know yeah. all about Mike Mike Appel. Is that how you pronounce his name? Mike Apple. Yeah, Mike Appel. Mm-hmm. Appel. That was that was yeah. yeah that was that was Springsteen's first manager, and he was like it a complete he was a complete nut, right? But that nut, you know, basically made Springsteen. You know, I mean, he he got him the audition sure. with John Hammond, 
just by pestering the guy, basically, you know, just calling him all every every day, practically, you know. So it's like, have you ever thought of getting a crazy manager? <laughs> Oh, to no, just, I want someone like that. To I just, want, uh, to just become your, like, sort of... Suge Knight. Yeah. I want, I want like, Suge Knight. <laughs> or Peter Grant. I, I would want... I want Suge Knight. Peter Grant's no longer with us, studio. Come on. Well, I'm saying That's a Peter a, Grant type. Oh, a Peter Grant. I yeah. wanted to, like, conjure him. No, I don't think you can get <laughs> Peter Grant anymore. Then we have the ghost of Peter Grant hanging around the studio. Still would be a great would manager. Be punching people out. You know, swinging around his ghost cane. Then we talk about that's another cane rocker, uh-huh. uh, Peter Peter Grant. <laughs> Damien and I were talking about cane rockers, <laughs> Peter Grant, and and uh, Dawn on uh, Twitter suggested, uh, of course, Ginger Baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ginger Baker was a huge cane rocker. <laughs> he beat that guy who did the documentary about him. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, that's an amazing shot, and really early on in the film. Yeah, yeah. The only problem with Ginger Baker, man, that Cream was not a good band. Yeah, I can never really they get into them. Not that good. Yeah, because they weren't that good. That's yeah. why. They weren't that good. That's why. He's always moaning about uh, John Bonham, <laughs> Ginger Baker. He couldn't even. He wasn't fit to to uh, to. Harry uh, John Bond's jock, uh, Ginger Baker. <laughs> Sorry for my coarse language. <laughs> I apologize. I know there are uh, uh, ladies present, mm-hmm. so I apologize, Kristen. Thank you. This I really is, appreciate is, that. This is, this is sailor talk now. Yeah, it's real so salty. I apologize Thank for you. the sailor talk. Thank you. We'll... we'll yeah, it does, but he wasn't fit to carry his jock. <laughs> Ginger Baker was moaning about. So all they did, all Cream did was moan about Led Zeppelin. Jack, yeah. Bruce, you got Jack Bruce moaning about mm-hmm. about Robert Plant. You got Ginger Baker moaning about John. You don't see anybody in Led Zeppelin moaning about anybody in Cream. <laughs> they knew they were cleaning their clock. They knew they wasn't even a wasn't a fair fight. Queen. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Never really yeah. got me excited. Yeah. A little too bluesy. <laughs> the worst side of the blues. <laughs> Cream. What am I going to do, Mike? I'm so tired. <laughs> so tired. There's so much work to do. So much work to do. I'll do it. I'm not. I'm not chasing my born to run right now. <laughs> I'm lunch paling it, man. Lunch paling it. Okay. I'm lunch paling it. I gotta get home. Get me home. So Are you tired. Flying down. What's that? Are you flying down? Yes. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask you to pick me up. <laughs> I, I'm around. I'm around. Pick me up at the border. I'm, I'm ten minutes from the, the airport. I could, I could, yeah. you know, this this might be my my new Uber thing. You could oh. be my first customer. If, Mike's oh God, Uber. If you had your own Uber. I, well, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, it's off the books. You know, everything I do is gonna be off the books. You know. Love it. <laughs> Mike's <laughs> off the book economy. Uber. Hey, right. I'm I'm looking for new uh, revenue streams. I'm telling you, I, I'm 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 watching this. Uh, 
I'm, I'm in this hotel. I was flipping the channel, and I, I start watching uh, for the first time in about four years. Storage Wars. Oh yeah, is on. <laughs> and I'm seeing this. I'm just like, why is this thing still on? <laughs> Every all they do, they expose the whole thing is being fake. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that guy, that guy Dave said it was all fake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's back on the show now. Are you serious? Who, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you, who's the cast now? It, it, it's it's that that one gorilla is on the show. The one with his uh, the the one who looks like the guy from uh, Blade Runner, who's like time to die. Uh, you know that guy? The tank yeah. tops. Yeah. The guy with the tank tops. Tank. Yeah, the guy with the tank tops. <laughs> then uh, the other one, uh, Jared. And Brandy, they're still on it. That, they're still together? Yeah, they still are. That's the bigger the shock. That, the love that that uh, stands the test of time, Kristen. <laughs> I mean, that's a Jared big... and Brandy. <laughs> that's that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I never would have pictured that. Yeah, I think we need to to really celebrate the fact that they have stayed together. Well, they're a team, too. They're a real team getting in all of those dirty boxes yep. and mm-hmm. cleaning them out. Yeah. Inhaling mold spores <laughs> and opening boxes. But you the know number why, of tetanus shots that they have had to get. Can you imagine the things that have jumped out of those boxes they've opened? I know. There are definitely right? animals. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the box they open and suddenly a rat jumps out, right? <laughs> That's happened way more than once. There's no way the, they have not been... Bit by rats, those two. Like, just the, the, the yeah, they hanging out together. storage lockers. But then Dave, I was just reading online, Dave flipped out and assaulted the auctioneer. What? With the guy with the, with, uh, that kind of looks like oh, a, uh, like a bizarro Brian Dennehy? Yes, exactly. He shoved him, <laughs> and then his, his, his wife, the, yeah. the the woman who says pay the lady yeah very maternal jumped on his back oh and my gosh. Dave shoved her off what yeah so there's like but meanwhile ba- and Barry's been gone for like two or three years he had his own show that bombed <laughs> he had a show called Buried Treasure oh my god <laughs> how was Buried spell spelled just like B- Barry, but then with a like I the e? punked, the punk, oh. and a, the punk style D. That's every yeah. second more horrifying than I, the last. Oh yeah. man, I wanted it spelled Barry, like that. Yeah, buried treasure, and that flopped. <laughs> and then now there's this guy Ivy on the show, and then then there's a, a, a woman, another woman on the show, who I guess they've tried to fill the slots and. Barry and I don't know. It's it's like why is this thing still on? It's so fake. It's driving me nuts. Like a good the one gorilla dude who the what's his what is his name? The shaved ape guy. I can't, yeah, I, can't, I, I can't remember his name. Daryl is it Daryl? Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. I was gonna say I remember his son was Brandon. Yeah, Daryl's the son. Daryl yeah. and his son is the son still on? Yes, the son is still on. Oh, man. And he's got to go to college. No, he's never going to college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only way he goes to college is if they find some encyclopedias in one of these storage lockers <laughs> or some textbooks. That's that's his idea of college. That's kind of a box. An eighties world box. book set. Yeah, exactly. And some weird AP uh, AP science books and stuff. And here's your college storage wars. You. That's how college in a box. Wars. Yeah, college in a box. Yeah. Here's um, your book learning. So he he uh, he found all these video games, and then he was like, he took them to the store, and the guy's where he said, these are worth like $3,000. <laughs> and then he goes, the guy, and then he goes, you want to flip for it? And then he goes, the guy behind the counter goes, yeah, well, how much are we going to flip for? He goes, if I win, it's. I get five thousand dollars. If you win, you get it's five dollars. It's like what planet is there that kind of? Would anyone ever suggest that kind of swing for a for a bet? Five thousand or five? I think all like, odds should just defer to flip for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Flip for it. We're in a flip for it. All right, all right. Yeah. America reverts to a flip for it justice system. You're in co- you're in court. Yeah, flip for it. What do you want to do? Well, I'll flip you for it. I'll flip. Heads, you heads, you go to heads, you get the death penalty. Tails, you get you're free, and I give you my car, and you get the judge's car to go on a rampage. Like that's that's the. the Flip for it. Do you ever flip? What's the what's the most you've ever flipped for it? Uh, do you know? I don't. Uh, maybe, maybe five dollars. I think that's probably the. My brother always wants. He always flips for it. He always wants you to flip for it. It's the worst. Even today, yeah. he still flips for it. Even today, he'll come out. I'll flip you for it. Yeah. No. He'll say to you, Kristen. Kristen, he'll say, "I'll flip you for it." He <laughs> says that. <laughs> Today, he's six years older than me. For a very long time, he maintained control mm-hmm. because I would the big brother complex. Big brother, yeah. I would always look for it. Yeah. Now, and then was there a day where you're just like, you know what? I hate flipping for it. Yeah, I'll tell you when. College. I went to college. I came home. No more. I will not flip for it anymore. Yeah. What did he? You felt stronger. Yeah. You were empowered. I had agency. Did he give you a look? Yeah. Like, oh no, he like keeps it up. Yeah. He still thinks you the can. Day you t- said to him you weren't going to flip for it anymore. Did what? What was the look like on his face? <laughs> he lost. He lost all power. He, yeah. We he were. Took, it was an illusion, right? The right. power was an illusion. It was time. never real. Do you find you hate coins? Because of this, I hate coins. I hate straws. I hate drawing hate straws. straws. You had to draw straws, also. Yeah, yeah, we had to draw straws. Let's draw straws for it. <laughs> the match. I never understood that one. The match. What is the match? Like a, it's like the short stick, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. What it is? It's like drawing straws, right? It's yeah. the shortest it match. Matches, yeah. Yeah. How many do you, Mike? Flip for it? When's the last time you flipped for no, it? I haven't flipped. 
I haven't flipped for it, but... Uh, <laughs> You haven't flipped for it ever? No, not lately. No, in, in years. I can't think of one, a uh, recent one. I mean, you know, when you started talking about flipping, you know, I, I thought of my guys and, you know, their gambling habits. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they just want to get it right down to basics and flip flip a coin for $20, you know? It's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the most desperate <laughs> so, gambling. No, these guys, these guys will bet on anything. They bet on the price is right, you know, the finale <laughs> of the price is right. I, you know, I put on drag racing by accident on Sunday, right? They, you and, they and, bet and, on yeah. the prices, right? Like on Plinko? Yeah, yeah, they bet who's who's yeah. going to win. It's it's like flipping a coin because there's only two people there, right? So, oh God, I love so this right place. away, that you know, they they start betting on that. And yeah, I, I put on I put on drag racing by accident. ESPN had some drag racing on, and it was about five minutes before somebody realized, hey, wait a second, we got two cars. Which you want the green one or the black one? You know. And then they're off to the races. I thought this was going to be about RuPaul's Drag Race. I legitimately <laughs> thought that's what you were talking about. That they about. flipped for it on RuPaul's Drag <laughs> It drag took me so <laughs> long to realize this was cars. No, this yeah. is, yeah, yeah, this is real drag racing. Mike, if you put on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> they will find a way to bet on that, too, I bet you. And they'd bet on it. Yeah. They'd There's a clear winner. Fast. There's going to be a clear winner. So, yeah, that's a, that's an easy yeah. thing to bet. How fast they get the remote away from Mike is what they bet on there. <laughs> right, Mike? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do control the television. So, so this is what I was thinking. Think about this. Here are the factors. Factor one. Mike is looking for a, a, a new thing, right? Yeah. Factor two. I'm falling apart. <laughs> I need a thing. All right. Factor three. Since in the last couple of years, we've welcomed to the the family. Mike and I have welcomed Dudio and Kristen are now a part of the squad. So here is what I'm thinking. Staten Island Garbage Rats. <laughs> Dudio and Kristen can be the, the Jared and Brandy <laughs> of Staten Island Garbage Rats. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would love. Maybe to. that's what we were yeah. that's what we were missing the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right? I, I, I saw I saw a photograph online of the uh, speaking of Staten Island, the uh, impractical jokers. I guess just did a triumphant mm-hmm. Staten Island tour where they're on top of a tour bus and they're just mm-hmm. meeting their masses. What like yeah. a ticker tape yeah. parade? Some sort of Staten Island yeah. uh, event that they had, and mm-hmm. they're just celebrating yeah. their glory. On ripping yeah, up and down Highland Boulevard by the candid camera, you know, and they're just yeah rejoicing. But what do you think about that, Mike? We get uh, we get uh, maybe we get those guys to, to executive produce it, right? Mm-hmm. From the guys who brought you, <laughs> from the guys who yeah. brought you Impractical uh, Jokers, yeah, Staten Island Garbage Rats, mm-hmm. right? It's a connection. It'd yeah. be like, and it'd be like, I'm Mike. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean up. I know there's some good picking to be done <laughs> at the at the dump, right? Yeah, fresh well, fresh kills. Like, That's the name of the dump, yeah. the big dump. Fresh yeah. kills, great yep. name for a dump. Fresh yeah. kills. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. it's, it, it's it's a mountainous area in Staten Island. It's it, it's closed now, right, Tom? They finally like I, it, I, it, I think it, it is. It reached full capacity. This dump, mm-hmm. but it was it was getting all of New York City's garbage, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, it was, it was being trucked in. 
and there's literally a giant mountain of New York City garbage that, you know, finally they closed down. It, it reached its full capacity of garbage. And so, yeah, and I'm sure it's, you know, Staten Island's proud that they have <laughs> this mountain. And you can find really nice things there? Well, no, you, you know, you're going to find garbage. But yeah. th- I guess that's the why we're desperate, you know, we're digging, you know, we're like... <laughs> desperate and digging. Like Dan, Daniel Lewis and... Wait, how, how about this? Be blood. How about this? One man... Do you remember the... God, sorry. One man's trash is our trash. Mm-hmm. That's good. Wait, let me process that. One man's trash is our trash. Is our trash? That's our uh, our slogan, our tagline. That's what okay. Jason and mine will be. Oh, that's, that's what we say slogan. when the camera's like yeah. on us. Yeah, and we go like back to back. Yeah, it's it's about giving them something that they don't expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and look, I, one of the things is we're going to have to make this thing as fake as any of these other shows, so we might as well start staging some of these things, right? Like, I think I think Mike needs, like, a, like a, a, a sidekick, like an animal sidekick, <laughs> right? Okay. So, what would you think of a, a monkey? A monkey. Right? Yeah. Like, it's you and this monkey digging through garbage together <laughs> at Sunset Island. And you're uh, like, How about, hey. can, can, I, can I get a chimp? Uh, chimps yeah, have a little more personality sure. as far as... We'll uh, make it a chimp. Yeah. Okay. So Mike and a chimp. a chimp. Yeah. All dressed up, you you've know. Got a, yeah, you've got a chimp. You dress them up in an outfit you found. Yeah. Some weird baby suit you found. <laughs> right? Yeah. In the dump. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and then you're just like, check under that box. And then he's like flipping the box over and stuff. They're like, hold on a second. What's that? And his name should be like, um, his name should be, uh, how about should cu- his name be? How about Cuddles? Cuddles? Okay. Cuddles. So Cuddles and Mike. Cuddles the chimp. Hey, Cuddles. I like that. Cuddles. I can't believe that Cuddles would get, you know, top billing over a mic. Yeah, Cuddles okay. and Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody yeah, loves it's a chimp. Everybody loves Cuddles and Mike. Yeah, has a better ring. Cuddles and Mike or Mike and yeah. Cuddles. It's going to be Cuddles and Mike. So he'll go like Michael go Cuddles. Check under that box and go. Oh my God! And then oh, the Staten Island Garbage Rats logo goes up. Right as the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be Dudio and Kristen are the 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 couple digging through trash together, right? Yeah. 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 It's Mike and Cuddles. <laughs> Cuddles and Mike. Cuddles and Mike. Sorry, I didn't want to. I sorry, Cuddles. I didn't mean to be insult <laughs> this non-existent chimp who got who for for one second didn't get top billing over. <laughs> Mike, he's testy about it. I mean, yeah. you need to be careful; they'll bite. Yeah, and then Mike can also do like things with like the cuddles cam, right? Maybe cuddles has like a little ca- camera, like mounted to his tool belt or whatever, and then. <laughs> oh my God! You can, like, Peter will come after from, you. 
And, and Cuddles is always trying to eat the garbage, and I'm trying to pull it away from him, you know? No Cuddles, like, no. Like a, a, a rare first edition of uh, Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises, you know? No, yeah. you can't eat that, Cuddles. You can't eat it. bite mark out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you could also send Cuddles into like, to, like, see what's going on with, like, the other teams, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I think they're doing pretty good over there in that, uh, over in the, the section... Section uh, eight over the garbage dump. You send cuddles over. You put you put like a trash bag over his head. It looks like he's just like a bag, a bag blowing around at the dump. <laughs> but he's spying on he's spying on the other teams. And, cu- and cuddles is, is naturally he's a better climber than me. So he can go up those steep yeah. cliffs, to, you know, that are, you know, hard yeah, to scale, you know. Uh, yeah, Chris, Kristen, honey, trash cliff. Kristen, honey, do, do you see a bag of trash floating around <laughs> over there? Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, and then suddenly you'll be like, and then you guys will be like, hey, where did that, uh, where, where did that that gold, uh, that David Johansson album, that David Johansson gold record that we found? Mm-hmm. In the fresh kills, where's that? And then you see Cuddles scampering off with it and bringing it over to Mike's pile. <laughs> this is all I want to see now. He'll be yeah. a fan favorite. See, this is all I want to live now. You're, you're, yeah, exactly. That's all you want. I don't want you watching it. I want you being it. Yeah, we'll get you on there, and then we'll get, uh, I guess I'll have to have a team, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who I want on my team. <laughs> Pat Byrne, Pat, I guess we'll have a team, right? You'll, you'll be you and Gary the Squirrel. No, it's not going to be me and Gary the Squirrel. It's weird. <laughs> Gary <laughs> Gary could be, be berating you through the whole thing. Well, Pat, Pat Byrne will be like the young, like he's like the, He's like the heartthrob of that oh, yeah. uh, garbage yeah. rat. Oh, right? yeah. He's like yeah. the young idealistic guy yeah. on the show. All of Staten Island's teen mags will love him. Mm-hmm. Who would be, yeah, all of, yeah. Yeah, Staten Island teen beat <laughs> will flip for him. <laughs> I got to figure out my, you, the other hook with you, Mike, is that you're also like the, uh, for lack of a better term, the S-House poet, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you you find these books, like, suddenly you'll find, like, a uh, copy of, like, like, No Exit, and you'll start just reading passages <laughs> from from it, right? Yeah. Just, like, and you'll just, you'll just, do, you'll just do soliloquies. Mm-hmm. They're bringing uh, the a reality month. show to a new level. Yeah, amongst the trash, you'll do soliloquies. <laughs> just your poetry. Mm-hmm. You're reading the stuff, and you're just talking to cuddles about about the significance of of uh, of uh, Schopenhauer. What's his face uh, of, of Schopenhauer? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're talking about that. Yeah, you get you just uh. <laughs> What's the guy? What's the what's the uh, the L.A. 
the 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 bum. You oh, know the Bukowski? bum from L.A. Yeah, yeah, Bukowski. Yeah, I'm like not now, but you, then you'll, that's what you'll say to Cuddles. Yeah. You'll say, like, did you like that? You'll read, like, a passage. you read some Bukowski, and then you'll say, did you like that, Cuddles? And, Cuddles, and then Cuddles will, like, screech. And then you'll be like, well, it's, you shouldn't. <laughs> garbage. You throw it back in garbage, the Garbage, Cuddles. And you throw <laughs> the book at him. <laughs> and then... uh yeah, I think this could work, right? Yeah, Staten Island garbage rats. Yeah, I'm all I for it. Think, well, I think you fleshed it out when it was just me and when it was just me and you, Mike. It yeah. was missing something. It was, but yeah. now I think I think the Dudio Kristen uh, element adds like a, a, a lively, optimistic spirit to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because and then but you and Cuddles are kind of like. It's like some might see it as like the end, like it's like the end times. Seeing like this guy and a monkey walking through piles of trash. It's like a boy and his dog, right? Yeah. Like did the apocalypse happen? And these are the only two souls left. What if what if Cuddles turns out to be a robot? Well, that's just silly. Yeah, robots don't eat trash. But I do think I do think that I do think that Pat should drive some sort of like dirt bike through through the garbage heaps, right? Mm-hmm. He should have like a Fonzie quality to him. <laughs> okay, all right. But he's driving like a motorcycle that he found in mm-hmm. the dump that he that he like. Brought back to life, mm-hmm. and that's his his garbage chopper. Mm-hmm. And he's driving over the mounds like Steve McQueen in The Great Escape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just be the host of this thing. No, no, you got to be in it. I don't know. I think I could be good though. It would be like, all right, garbage rats, you got a busy week. And maybe each week there's something hidden out there that you guys can find, right? Mm-hmm. Like a twenty dollar bill, scaven- like yeah, like a scavenger hunt element, mm-hmm. like with a little bit of a mystery, kind of like uh, this. On its face, this thing is is right twice a day or some mm-hmm. puzzle like that, and then it'll be like Mike and Cuddles, like what, what is it? What is it? And then Cuddles will hold up a clock. Michael will be like, yes, it's a clock. (laughs) 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 And then there'll be corpses also. That's the other thing we need to talk about. There'll be a regular supply of corpses spread all throughout the show. And what if Cuddles, in the end of the first season, uh, the episode, he turns to me and says, Mama. Mama. Oh my god. Oh no. That's weird. That, yeah. Looks like a Planet of the Apes kind of yeah, I think that just canceled our show. Well, it might be a you know, cross market the show. Yeah, to the sci fi crowd. Yeah. Cross market to what? The, the sci fi crowd. crowd. You're going to cross market it to the sci fi crowd. I got to say, Mike, that's a brilliant idea. I'm, I'm, I'm moving that forward. We're going to add a weird 
post a post <laughs> a vibe that you thought you were just watching a reality show that people would be like, wait, is this, is this taking place after, like, a nuclear war or yeah, something? Like, yeah. like, 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 it'll actually be a part of the, the fabric of the show. The head spinner. People's heads will yeah. be swift spinning at the end of the episode. <laughs> Yeah. Leave them, leave them, yeah. leave them guessing. Leave them guessing. That's exactly it. And then, next thing you know, we'll be the ones having a parade on Staten Island. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The impractical jokers will be watching us from the side of the road. So we're near the end here. We have one caller that has held on uh, for quite right. some time. Let's do you want do to it. take him? Yeah. Yes, please. All right. Best show. You're on the air. Hey guys. <laughs> hey. Oh my god. Uh I just wanted to ask. So um when Tom finally croaks at the mic, it, are AP Mike and Cuddles going to have to flip for it? That's a pretty good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Who is this? Uh, I'm this is Jacob. Jacob. Do I know you, Jacob? Uh, I called into the show a little while ago about um, how auditions sucked, and you really helped me out, Tom. You uh, you, you made me realize I, I don't have an elevator pitch, and I'm um, I'm working hard to uh, to do that. All right, all right. Look, but you uh, might have a place on Staten Island, garbage rats. That might be <laughs> your home. I want you to send oh me. Oh my god! Go to my go to your gig. local. This is what you do. Go to your local dump and get a friend to film you crawling through the trash at the dump trying to find stuff. With a spoon in your hand. With a spoon can, in your can hand. I have a, can I have a, a, an animal sidekick, too? No, that's Mike's thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's his chick. Okay. What are you trying to steal I'll Mike's, Mike's, uh, or something. Mike's gimmick? I don't no. know. I'm not gonna Maybe you have a game. guy who doesn't talk with you, or something. <laughs> like, like a war, like, a, like a guy who just doesn't say anything. He nods a lot, and <laughs> and somehow I'm the straight man. Yeah, you're the straight man. <laughs> exactly. So we'll we'll make this. I, I think we'll do a good start here. Staten Island garbage rats. We're gonna uh, we're gonna I'm gonna take the whole team to L.A. We're gonna start pitching this thing. Walk, I'll walk everyone into the room. Guys, this is the show. I want to introduce you to the cast of Staten Island Garbage Rats. Mm-hmm. Come on in, guys. Wouldn't that be the greatest and worst moment of your lives? <laughs> Would Cuddles already be with Mike? We'd have to get the yeah. chimp early. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'd have to get cuddles. We're gonna have to you can't sell it pull the trigger it. on buying a chimpanzee. Apparently, so unless we can find one at a dump. Plus, you're gonna need a We're handler. Gonna to, like, <laughs> you're gonna need a chimp handler. You're I mean, the handler. Yeah, yeah, no, that's you. <laughs> that's your job. I'm not trained in that better, capacity. Well, you better go to the uh-huh. Bayonne Library and get a book on <laughs> controlling chimps. Chimp college. You're gonna be. Because you're also handcuffed together. I guess I didn't mention that part. <laughs> you, and, you and Cuddles are handcuffed together. Mm-hmm. Not like a, not like a short handcuff. I mean, more like more like like uh, chains, like the prison, like the like Oh Brother Where Art Thou kind of mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. 
like ankle chains. Yeah, okay. Suddenly you seem to have lost your enthusiasm for this. <laughs> no, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the backstory. The backstory of why we're chained. I mean, did we escape from jail? Well, is that key. going to be left looking, an open question? The key is somewhere in the dump. <laughs> what if we find the key first? <laughs> well, then you then then you have all the bargaining power in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, with these two guys. I love it. I I think the Sorry Mike, you're 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 chained the at the ankles with, with the chimpanzee. It's just too tantalizing uh-huh. to not push forward as a thing cuz the key is somewhere. Yeah, and you'll just be like this key is somewhere in this dump. Where did it go? And I have to and, find uh, I have to find an anvil and a sledgehammer to break the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Or you try and it's unbreakable. Mhm. Only the key will break it. Look, you wanted, you're the one who pushed for these <laughs> sci-fi elements. I'm uh-huh. only building only building out on what you started. Uh-huh. You're the one who wants Cuddles to talk at the end of this first season. <coughs> so Cuddles can just all of a sudden go. The end of the first season, Cuddles goes, you want him to say Mama? Is that what you want? Yeah. <laughs> Like the like the end of uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Oh no! Yeah, Mama, so that's what, Mama. That's what Cuddle says. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> We're pushing this forward. You guys better get. You guys better figure mm. out your. Uh, you guys, I'm going to tell you now. If you, if you want, if you're smart, you'll go to uh, the local uh, the local uniform shop and start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seeing what sort of one sort of what sort of jumpsuits look good on you, because <laughs> you're gonna wear those janitor onesies. I think I'll go for a blue chambray. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Calls costing me way too much money. All right, guys, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it so much, and, and uh, I hope I hope you guys had fun. This was a lot of fun to, okay. to talk to you guys this week. And uh, normal best show next week. Mm-hmm. Back in studio, getting it back to normal. All right. Um, the Tom on the road will stop very shortly. But you have more shows coming up. Yeah, but I'm, I don't have to go. I don't have to be away forever for that stuff. Right. So, Dudio, thank you, Kristen, thank you, and of course, AP Mike, thank you. Okay, so I appreciate. It. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. And uh, everybody listening, thanks for listening. And again, uh, check out the movie Two Step, which you can get on. Uh, also, all sorts of places, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, Xbox, so many more places. Check the trailer out on Vimeo, or I, and I put a link to it up on my Twitter. Um, it's a great movie. And uh, Sharpling Worcester tickets go on sale this Friday uh, for, for Toronto, Boston, and Philadelphia in November and December. You can check the tickets out over at StereoLaps.com slash tour. And um, anything you guys need to 
mention or plug? Uh, well, I, the next uh, Bridge and Huddle show is coming up on September 19th at the People's Improv Theater uh, at 9.30. That's Saturday the 19th at 9.30. Okay. And that's Dudio, Jace, a.k.a. Jason, and Kristen, their long-form sketch comedy troupe. Yes. Not improv. I don't want to get yelled at again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really sorry about that. You really went off. No, don't be sorry. You were right. I was mean. It was insulting. Yeah. I was shouty. It was wrong. No, you were right to you. You, you first of all, you didn't yell. I'm pretending. <laughs> that's that's the the game within the game, Kristen. <laughs> you didn't yell. And Mike, your your uh, people can buy your stuff over at apmike.bandcamp.com. Com, and they should definitely get your songs, uh, Michael Perry, or your, your children's book. And next week, uh, we're going to have a new song. We'll have the new song next, next week. Yeah. Huge. And next week, there's a new song. And it's ready to drop, this, as Mike, they say. I, <laughs> no joke, when I was in Los Angeles, <laughs> I, I was talking to a couple friends, uh-huh. who people who you know, okay, um, who are fans of the show, and they were like, I listened to Mike's, the book Mike read, I mean, the, bo- the book Mike wrote that Charlie Morgan read, and yeah. they're like, Mike can really write. Mm-hmm. They were, and they were 100% serious. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's very talented. So yeah. people should go to the, to your band camp, buy the stuff, dollar minimum, but buy, pay more than a dollar. Mm-hmm. And my offer still stands. <laughs> I did it once, 100 bucks. Yeah. Anybody here, okay, now we're raising the bar. One. <laughs> Fifty. If anybody bought Woo! a song for one fifty, wow. I'll match mm-hmm. one fifty. I'll buy it. I'll buy it for one hundred fifty also. Mm-hmm. So if anybody does it, you know you're going to get me to match it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Challenge has been thrown out. I appreciate it, Tom. Of course, Mike. Thank you so much, everybody, and uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, and uh, uh, that's all. Good night. <laughs>